God damn it. You're fucking insufferable. You know that. Stop it. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Bastards Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and how our dumb asses got COVID-19. <laughs> My name is Michael Basinger. With me are Brad Polly, <laughs> a.k.a. Cheech, and Matt Polly, hey there. a.k.a. H-K-A? Chong. Uh, together, we are the Inglorious Pastors. The official podcast of COVID-19. Yeah, COVID-19. <laughs> this episode brought to you by COVID-19. COVID-19. <laughs> Better than 18, <laughs> not as good as 20. <laughs> uh, announcements, uh, the Distractathon was canceled because we got COVID. <laughs> yeah, like so a bunch of assholes. Way, I know a lot of, a dozen of you were disappointed by that, so we have, we have this for you. Everybody needs a little time away. And we missed last week. Yeah. Well... I still can't breathe well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just FYI. Are we done? It's over yet? I will make it up to you. Michael, look at me in the eye. I promise to. You can't tell me to look you at you in the eye with your eyes closed, you motherfucker. Well, well, I was just, you know. Oh. Uh, okay. Um, we're, we're in the, uh, uh, for our $5 patrons. And uh, five dollar and up, five dollars gets you nuts. Um, well, we got seven people watching us. Uh, we are in the pastor's speakeasy. It's uh, we're gonna try and do as many episodes in the speakeasy as possible. Um, yeah, patreon.com slash pastors podcast. God damn it, Brad. Give me the goddamn bag. Jesus Christ. I have to mute Brad. Um, okay, so we uh, didn't do the distractathon. We had lots of awesome plans for it. I don't know how what is going how that's all gonna unfold in the future, but um, New Year's Eve. May. Fuck. No, I got, get I got shit to get do. Get drunk and high on New Year's. Dude, I will be as on a high Friday. as you could possibly be as a person on New Year's. Blazing 2021. <laughs> whole joint by myself. It's gone. <laughs> do you have a whole joint? No, I've got like two. Okay. All right. <laughs> so Brad and I have a joint apiece. What are you going to do? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Matt thinks he's going to have a joint. Um, anyway, so one of the cool things that I had planned is uh, for all of our live events, uh, we the ones that we've done with like people in person, um, we have had people who play our songs, our, 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 the jingles for our songs, um, like perform them for for our audience well um we w- had one set up i had like the big fish i had we've had uh lucas we've had andy moore uh we haven't had brian odin um the big fish that's just <laughs> new nickname got him. brian <laughs> the big fish. motherfucking odin Reverend big the big fish. fish um there it is he was gonna he was gonna play uh live the uh the 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 what are you drinking song um and he was not able to because um, well, he got COVID like a bunch of fucking morons. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks, wear a mask. 
Thanks, we know, Don't hang out with senior super spreader. <laughs> yeah. Freaking Brandon Andrews so, gave us COVID. <laughs> we wore masks everywhere that day except in the car. And guess where we got COVID? Yeah. All of us. From all four. Fucking all five of us. Well, Brandon already had it, but he gave it to the four rest of us. My fucking yeah. poor neighbor. My goddamn neighbor went. Never met Brandon. Uh, Brandon gives him fucking COVID. I bet he God. believes in COVID now. Fucking so. super Brandon spreader. gave COVID to the bat. Yeah. So, freaking Brandon. Um, anyway, so uh, Brian Odin, uh, Senor Odin, uh, he recorded uh, a wonderful rendition with complete with. Uh, He's, Brandon's mammal zero. God damn it. Uh, of, of his song, What Are You Drinking? So. I'm going to play the full rendition if no these way. jackasses did, will quit we, talking. We, we can't just gloss over that. That was a quality joke. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Move along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if he doesn't make a fucking shirt out of that for the next time he's on, <laughs> I, he's done on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Okay. So uh, this is... I, do I need to meet your mics just so no, you don't know? Because I, I want people to hear the uh, the lovely tones of Brian O'Dean. The dulcet, dulcet if you the will. The dulcet tones, if you will. So here we go. This, and and Brad, so he sent it to all three, three of us. Brad apparently didn't see it. I so. don't know what he, happened. He did. He really did send I'm it sure. to all three of us. I'm sure. Well, we were, we were deep into COVID at that yeah, point. Well, we were, it was right in the middle of just like, oh, shit, everything sucks. Yeah. So, yeah, so this is uh, Brian O'Dean playing his number one hit song, uh, What Are You Drinking? Uh, Patreon.com slash Brian O'Dean. I walk into the kitchen, pour myself a drink. It's only Tuesday and the week's already bad. (laughs) Well, I need some inspiration, something to help me think. But I'll settle for the pastors for Michael, Matt, and Brad. Lucas and Moncton, Branson, etc. Hey, hey, what are you drinking? Hey, hey, I've been thinking that if we're gonna get through this, we're gonna need some fluid. So hey, hey, what are you drinking now? Well, they'll make you laugh and wonder. They'll offer you some rest with goofy news, beauty, and hashtags. But if you get offended by swearing, booze, and sex, maybe keep on moving. Come back another day, <laughs> or don't. Whatever. Hey, hey, what are you drinking? Hey, hey, I've been thinking that if. We're gonna get through this, we're gonna need some fluids, so hey, hey, what are you drinking now? It's Amazing. Awesome. Amazing. Thank you, Brian. It's so, so good. So good. And man. we will eventually, when we do another live event, we'll invite you until until it happens. Yeah. It's, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna get the big fish. So, big fish, <laughs> Brian big O'Dean. Reverend big fish. Yeah. So, uh, what are we drinking? Uh well what, so we had cocktails. Brad's already halfway done. No, it's just that this glass is oh, monstrous. Yeah. We had the cocktails during the interview. It was good. Which was oh shit, what was it? Cocktail. Uh, it was a cocktail it's, mix. It's, uh, Matt, could you taste it? Smoky old fashioned or something. By the way, cocktail mixes like premium cocktail mixes are worth the money. It's it's just fantastic. It's called oh. uh, this is called bitter milk. 
this what <clears throat> we got when we contracted it's, COVID? Yeah, yeah, yeah actually. Uh, it's uh, made in Charleston. It is smoked honey whiskey sour. Okay. Uh, so literally, you just mix one part of this with one part whiskey, and we used uh, Old Hamer rye. Mm-hmm. It was good. Really, I mean, I think good. it was good. No, it was really, really good. It's a little bit smoky, very well, sweet. Like <laughs> my taste isn't one hundred percent back oh, yet, man. We're, we're getting a little better than we were, but big it's fan. still it's still not back all the way. Big fan, and it's yeah. fucking annoying. Yep. For anybody uh, watching, it's wait. Where's my ring lights? There, bitter milk. So brought to you by bitter milk. <laughs> yeah. So should we talk about getting COVID? Oh, what that well, was we're like? not done with drinks yet. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, I'm having uh, from. Where the fuck is this from, Brad? Clown shoes? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, this is their churro sombrero, a Mexican style chocolate style with vanilla beans and cinnamon. Michigan, somewhere um, in Michigan. Pretty good. I mean, as far as I can tell, is it's, it? It's pretty decent. Yeah. I don't know what I'm drinking, but it's good. Uh, you're having the Christmas ale from Great Lakes Brewing Company. Yeah, it's good. We is like it? great. We like Great Lakes. Yeah, I do, and I like. I yeah, really like. I love Oktoberfest beers, but man, I really, really love Christmas beers like winter winter lager. Oh and, my yeah. god, uh, I'm having the Christmas ale from Bell's. And it's a scotch ale. It's I like scotch ales, man. This time of year. Freaking fantastic. Yep. Ding so. dong, ding. <laughs> Bells. Hashtag Bells. Drink the beer. Holy crap, here comes Jesus, and he doesn't look too happy. Um, okay. Ding, hear the bells, ding, hear the bells. There are the bells, ding, hear the bells. <laughs> Holy crap, here comes Jesus, and he doesn't look too happy. <laughs> Fuck yeah. you, Donald Trump. Fuck you. Our infantile fucking toddler just of a president. Just the, the lowest functioning individual on earth. <clears throat> Refuses to fucking concede the election. Well, until he does, they can't get their transition. And started. not just that. Like they can't get any funds. Not, not from just the that. He's openly calling for insurrection and yeah. violence. Yeah. Man, fuck and, this guy. And fuck the entire GOP yeah. for supporting him. Yep. I, Fuck them, yeah, every one of them. Absolutely. Lindsey Graham called for to, to throw out legal ballots. Called the Secretary yeah. of State of Georgia yep. to throw out legal ballots. He should be in fucking prison yeah, for that. He should. That is sedition. Ugh. Yep. Uh, I just I fucking can't even. I, I'm so the 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 sooner that he is out of there, and I don't have to think about that son mm-hmm. of a bitch anymore. The better. Do you know he tried to he tried to find a way to attack Iran, and advisors talked him out of it. I know. I, I just. I'm like what. What? He's insane. He is he's insane. insane. He's fucking insane. He's insane. It's only going to get crazier for in the next 60 days. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just going to be fucking yeah. nuts. I, like, I absolutely cannot fucking deal with that guy. No. Just can't even, no. like, in anybody that supports him, nope. you're complicit in anything that happens. Sorry. Yep. <sighs> uh, so, uh, we got COVID. Um, yeah, that, that wasn't it great. It sucked. Uh, still kind of sucks. Still kind of sucks. I missed work today because I was kind of kind of rears its head every once in a yeah. while. I get like, oh, I, was, I can't keep my eyes open. Yeah, yesterday I could not keep my eyes open. <laughs> yeah. Even today, I, I called into work today. I couldn't keep my. I drank coffee and I was like, still my yeah. eyelids were yeah. held on my toothpick. It's just exhaustion of like I get just winded, pure exhaustion and, and windedness. But like, yeah. I went to bed at nine o'clock and I slept. I helped Beth put up a couple a couple of the picture behind me here, the little frame thing. Got fucking winded putting a nail on the wall, I and I was like, <sighs> "Yeah, 
I hoofed all I hoofed all those beers down here from my house, God. which is a two and a half minute walk. Yeah, and it took me yep. ten minutes to get my I, breath. Back. I know it's awful, man. Yeah. yeah, I and I've got asthma, so like I yeah. already don't have great lung capacity. We That's had, why, like, we had a relatively mild. Yeah, cases. and it I still mean, sucked. Wear still a goddamn here. mask. Yeah. So, but we've had a friend of the podcast, Ashley Adams, was in the hospital for like eight yeah. days with it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's not to be fucked with. No, now. this disease is not a joke. And it's just yeah, just yeah. <laughs> and it took me. Sorry, um, I'm 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 responding to somebody in the chat. Um, Hey, Senior Michael Moncton to tell him to to click on the link so that oh. we can see his his comment about yeah. watching us in 4K in his living room. <laughs> I mean, we're sexy so, as fuck. Yeah, yeah, we are. Thanks. <coughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Don't get COVID. It's bad. Stay home. Yeah. Stay the fuck home. Yeah. yeah. It's not great. No. Uh, and it was. Yeah. It's stupid. Don't you don't you don't want it. I saw so. a localish hospital was saying that they're in Columbus. Their mm-hmm. healthcare system's almost at the breaking point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yep. 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 <sighs> All right. Well, that's that's uh, that's that. Yeah, that's the thing that we're doing. So, what's next? What you gonna hit any buttons? Oh, I gotta or? hit. On the bright side, oh. always look on the Take bright side of life. You're listening to Look on the Bright Side with Mister Brightside himself. Always look on the light side of life. If life seems jolly rotten, there's something you've forgotten. All right, what do you got, Matt? Uh, damn, I don't even really know, man. You don't have her. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just. I'll been, give you one. Trump is going to be gone. Well, soon. there's that. I mean, yeah. I'm trying to figure out what's what else happened since we. Uh, I mean, uh, honestly, like God, I mean, yeah, it's an been, election. Um, I will say this: I'm, I'm I'm glad to be back recording. Yeah, I missed it. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels um, it feels normal again. It feels yeah normal. Normal's good, um, but yeah, Biden won the election. We have a female vice president. I mean, we have functional adults. We have functional adults. Biden's like the people he's hiring right now are multi ethnic, multi gender. I mean, it is. I mean, he is as diverse a cabinet as you'll probably find. Yeah, and he hasn't even really done a cabinet yet. Like he's just doing advisors and things like that, and it's. I mean, his spiritual advisors are all over the, the spectrum of religion. And I mean, right now, as far as I'm concerned, he's killing it with people he's hiring. And um, yep. it, it, he, you know, like I said, we've, we've said he was not our first, third, fifth no, choice. No. But he, I, I honestly believe he's the man for the job. He's the man that we need right now. I, I'm just not going to have to think about him. It, that. I, I'm not going to have to worry. He's, he's full I'm of not going to have to worry, like, if something happens. Like, how is our president going to, is he going to respond like a fucking adult? Yeah. I, I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. That's all like, like I, he could do fucking nothing yeah. for the next four years. Yeah. And it would still be better a hundred times better than what mm-hmm. we have now because you don't have mm-hmm. to, uh, the president's not going to eat up 60% of my brain space yep. Yep. anymore. Yep. What are we going to talk about now? I don't care. Anything. I don't even give a shit. Anything. Anything. Um, so... Uh, I got some bright sides. Or do you have any more bright sides? No, I, mean, I think that's it. Uh, no one died. None of us. No. Uh, we all got COVID. None of us died mm-hmm. uh, yet. Um, we had some awesome support from uh, yeah. turds. Thank uh, you so so much, Aaron Reagan. Um, set up a friend of the pod, friend of the podcast, our our um our counselor, podcast extraordinary the podcast therapist. Um, 
Uh, she set up a, uh, a, a food a meal train uh, for all of us, and it was, you know, uh, so I I got sick, uh, went into quarantine, was totally useless for my family as a whole, um, more so than normal. <laughs> Sorry, say per, um, per usual. Yeah, <laughs> more so than normal. Um, and then um, uh, Sarah, uh, so the day I got out of quarantine, Sarah's results came back. Uh, she, she took two tests. The first one came back um, negative. Second one came back positive. And she went directly into uh, into quarantine. And so then the kids have to quarantine because they stopped quarantine until the end of this week yep. because of her diagnosis. Um, so it, it just it the meal train was really helpful because yeah. yeah, at just any given time, just order food. Yeah. Uh, Sarah and I were single parenting. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you know, and, and and doing e-learning too. So fuck e-learning into <laughs> oblivion. Can we do what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I know it's, there's no choice. Yeah. But and our teachers were great. No, it's teachers not the were teachers. great. It's, it's not the not, teachers. It's, it's just, just a fucking terrible situation. Yeah. Like, and, and, yeah. and the program was great. What they've done is great. It's just. God damn! Trying to get them focused. Trying to keep them focused when they're at yeah. home. It's a yeah. it's a fucking nightmare. And now my older two, their schools are back to all at home. Yeah. For some reason my son, youngest son's elementary Jude, school. Yeah, Jude's not, not but yeah. Elijah is. It, that's gonna, they don't that's going to change. And they, had, town. and they had six cases. Yeah. That's going to that's going to change. With both it, the, the middle school it makes and high no school. sense. But anyway, two of my three are home forever. Yeah, I will like, say a bright side is that uh, Beth did not get it, and neither did Elijah. Yeah, I was I'm really the worried. Only one in my family that got it. I don't know how. I was yeah, really I worried about Beth. Don't. I don't know how my kids didn't get it. Honestly. I don't have Beth no because we were. I mean, we slept next to each other for two or three nights before. So did we, with me and Mandy. I know, and it's she didn't weird. get it. So, so I'm grateful for that. Thankful for all everyone that gave to the meal yes. trains. That thank was you, thank you, thank you. Very, very much needed and appreciated. Just it just made it our lives so much easier. Yep. Um, yeah, and, and I'm grateful that I have a, a an employer that is yeah. understanding of of that. And I took an extra week more than you did yeah. just because Sarah's diagnosis. I wasn't able to. Right. I couldn't leave my house. Couldn't leave my kids by themselves. Right. Um, so uh, Digger, you'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, and then uh, uh, Mandalorian. Mandalorian is back. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's a fucking. Bright I still side. haven't even watched the third one yet. Uh, I, I need to watch, watch the, the third one. Two. I haven't watched it. Yet. Uh, you'll. You, the second one was setting up the third one. So okay, I guess we should go back to what the fuck is going on. And people are canceling Baby Yoda. Yeah, what Jesus the fuck, Christ, dude! Like if you're if you're that level of woke, you need to fucking lighten up. Yeah, yep. I mean you really, you really, really, really need to reevaluate your your life choices. Yeah, I, I mean my God, it's a it's a fucking rubber puppet. All right. Like, what well, the and it's fuck? funny because it's it's literally every parent trying to keep their precocious child. From doing something stupid like uh, you know, eating another species. Oh, he he committed genocide. No, fuck. Like it's it's fu- it's fake. It's yeah. fucking fake. It is fake news. Um, all right. Um, uh, let's do Gary Busey. I didn't do my bright side. Oh, you, oh, you had a bright side. No, I was just gonna I say everything pretty much everything you said. Okay, so <laughs> I was. Just, I'm just happy to. I, I'm just glad we're alive. Yeah, like yeah. I, we were super lucky. I mean, I, mean, I have mean, asthma, so like, yeah. Oh, by the way. Almost a hundred percent certain that now that I—that's the second time I've had it. Yeah, I yeah. think I had it before. It was a. Thing I think that, you absolutely. You have did. you have because asthma. That, I have an immune deficiency. Yeah, and, and so it could have it could have definitely gone way worse for yes. all for any of yep. us and for our families and it just. Apparently, yeah, Brand, I, Brand just, is only a mid-grade spreader. I'm yeah. just I'm just I'm just happy to be around. I mean, I, I like I said, yep. I remember 
the anxiety that when this first started, I thought if I get this, I'm going to fucking die. Yeah. Because I have asthma. Like they're like, Oh, asthma is one of the things that can really exacerbate the problem. Like, well, if I get this, I'm fucked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so to get that positive diagnosis, it was like, and, and I want to be clear that that we aren't saying this isn't a big deal. It's, no, a, it's big a big fucking, fucking deal. deal. Wear it a goddamn a big mask. Fucking deal. We had a mild case. Yeah, mi- pretty mild cases. It sucked. Yeah, mm-hmm. sucked and, balls. And so there's two ways to respond to that. One, you could be a fucking immature right winger and go, "Oh, it's just like a flu. It's just like a cold." Or you can have some fucking empathy for people and go, "It could have gone way fucking worse." Yeah, mm-hmm. wear yep. a fucking mask. Yep. Because people are dying of this mm-hmm. by the second. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yep. Anyway. Um, yeah. Just right. glad to be around. Yep. Glad to be back. Glad to, glad to, to glad so we all survived. It's a survived weird so fucking far. virus, man. Yep. It yes. is a weird It is virus. weird. It's a bitch. Everybody gets it differently. Everybody gets a different severity. It's just weird. Yep. All Beth, right. Beth was talking about somebody. Sorry. Beth was talking about somebody that she knows that got it in March still dealing with just yeah. what's called a long hauler. Yep. Yeah. And they're actually doing research on him. Like she's still miserable. Yeah. Yep. I, March. Yeah. It's oh, fucking I November. I know. Yeah. All right. <laughs> now on to Gary. <laughs> Meditating with Gary Busey. If you let your confusion work for you, you won't be confused anymore. I can't argue with that. Yeah. Bullshit, but I can't argue with it. <laughs> it's woo-woo <laughs> Southern California horse, steaming pile of horse yeah. shit, but, yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> it's Gary Busey woo. <clears throat> woo. All right, uh, here we go. No, that's the wrong one. Sorry. Nope. <laughs> uh, where am I? Okay, here we go. They were oh, yeah. Oscar Wilded Heart, and they ripped off Emerson. They put the come in Cummings. They put the dick in Dickinson. Welcome to the Polly's Poetry Corner. Take it away, Polly. Called tree. <laughs> <laughs> really love your peaches. Wanna shake your tree? <laughs> he took the nails, endured the pain. His flesh was torn, blood flowed free. Jesus Degraded Christ. and mocked, cursed by men. It's a Chris Tomlin song. Alone and silent, an innocent man. He cried, "Abba, Father!" And it was done. Buried with sin, he rose again. And on this day, I see his love. I hold his hand. I'm covered in his blood. Like ninety percent sure I, I just right ripped now? off an overcome song. Hey, pass that to me. Pass it to me. <laughs> what? Let me see it. It sounds like a. It sounds, it like, sounds a, like a hardcore song, like something from Overcome. <laughs> All right, hold on. For me, you are my head, cursed by men. What are you doing? I'm gonna hold on. Yeah, what are, what you, are you doing? He took the nails, <laughs> endured the pain. His flesh was torn, blood flowed free. <laughs> yeah, but which hymn are you going to put that with? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> my my sins are gone. I've been, I've set, been set free. Uh, 
God. What a bunch of bullshit. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Penal um, substitutionary atonement for the win. Yeah, get it. Um, like 90% sure it's based off of this song right here. Is this yeah. Overcome? Oh, I fucking love this song, man. <laughs> So, Matt, play that bass. Did you nail Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> really? Tapped him. God. What is this? We laughed this shit up. Oh, like man. Dogs. I wore this album out. Alright. Can we end this so we can play other shitty music? <laughs> Um, I, I wore that I tried to listen album. To, I tried to listen to that album again recently. I was like, no, nah, no. Nah. I made, <laughs> made about two songs, and I'm like, well, that was a fun, fun trip. trip down nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what a, what Sorry, a, that was me. Going? Sorry, that was me. All right, uh, so let's do music time. Okay. Um, let me go to my banner that says, um, oh, we did that one. Sorry, we did that one. Uh, music <laughs> segment. We're going to play some songs. All right. We're gonna uh, some songs this right is now. <laughs> this is uh, music segment. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna play some songs. We're gonna play some songs for you. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is lyric. The artist is Lyric Jones. No relation to Quincy. <laughs> no relation to Gehenna Jones. <laughs> Gehenna, Gehenna's sister. Wait, Quincy Jones, is that right? Quincy yeah, Jones. Yeah, Quincy Jones. Yeah. It's Rashida Jones' yeah, right. dad. Uh, uh, the album is Closer Than They Appear. The song is Show You How. Oh, yeah. Get it. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That's not part of the song. God damn it, man. I already hear the bed squeaking <laughs> to this. Stop it! Did you say eating corn? I don't know, I can't hear it. You guys will shut the fuck up! This is definitely not a sex on that song. <laughs> Let me chime in and make my case so you can touch me, tease me in the right place. Wait, where? <laughs> what place? I need to know more. I'm gonna need a map. Yeah, you probably <laughs> fucking do. God, you cunts. I'm gonna need a map. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Are there god. Any guideposts along the way? Alright. <laughs> to the the place that is a myth and doesn't actually exist. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> well, well, uh, hashtag Jordan Peterson. Uh, the band is called Bike Thieves, not Thieves, Thieves. Yeah. Uh, the album is called Leaking. Uh, this is kind of a uh, parquet courts meets Talking Heads. I don't know if you're familiar with either of those bands, yes. Michael. But yeah, uh, I really, really, really like this album. Mm-hmm. Um, this song is called Hockey Dead. Sounds like John Denver. <laughs> it gets it gets better. 
Michael, this isn't the fucking song. I was like, this is not the fucking song. God damn it. He's playing goddamn Lee Greenwood. God damn it. Yeah, but he didn't get me quite like he got you. No, he didn't. He started to say it gets better. He started to say it. Michael. In peaceful harmony. God damn it. Come catch how real life I love how happy he makes it. I know, look at him. Goddamn shitty D grid. Michael. Oh, the thrill of the moment <laughs> with each challenge of the day. As each strike holds the shadows. Michael. You gotta at least get to the chorus. No! You fucking doubles to ride this horse all the way. Just battle up. I just don't even know what to do when he does it. There's nothing you can do. Luring each other down through time. Cast across America. He knows the song. Why is he doing this? What's part of nature's plan? Real life for the real world. What are you doing? <laughs> Who the fuck was that? that? Was Lee Greenwood seeing Cast Across America for the company Bass? <laughs> it's about catching fish. Cast Across America. Come see how in real life was R E E L. Real life. <laughs> oh my god! So, all right, all right, sorry. Brad. You gonna play your song now? Play, I just good. don't. Uh, fucking hell! Uh, Bike Thieves is the band. Album is called Leaking. Song is called Hockey Dead. That's kind of that garage feel to it. Yeah, like I said, it's like uh, Parquet Courts meets Talking Heads. Yeah, it's good. Kind of, uh, yeah, post punk, but kind of just indie. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a really interesting album. So, yep, cool. Um, I came across this song. It's by John K. Sampson. It's called "Fantasy Baseball at the End of the World." Um. <laughs> And I was like, damn, it's good. I've been trying to listen to more songs about hope. Um, yeah, Ralph Sampson's brother. Trying to be more hopeful in general. Um, Ron Swanson's cousin, Samson. No, that's not the same. <clears throat> uh, anyway, so it's just a, it's a fun song. So I had a oh, here it is, Samsonite. Samsonite. That was way <laughs> off. <laughs> Swanson? Swimmy, swammy, something. something. All right. Electric guitar. Oh, is it? Yeah. Sounds like an acoustic guitar. Dumb shit. I manage my fantasy baseball team better than I manage my anger these days. (laughs) And I trade my best picture for a draft pick and a picture of the president writhing in pain. (laughs) 
It's a weird thing to wish for, but I can't stop wishing, refreshing the browser someday. If I live long enough and the world doesn't end, my wish will come true in a way. And he'll die like we all die in pain or sleep. And we'll still have our fantasy baseball. <laughs> and the next fascist fucker in line for the job of demolishing hope for us all. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. So I'm putting in love now. I'm putting in faith. Putting fear on a long-term IL I'm going outside I'm gonna help organize Something better Something beautiful That's fucking great, yeah That's, that's the, like, there's ten seconds left on the song That's it Love it Yeah, fantasy baseball in the end of the world So, cool all right. Well, um, I guess we'll go on into. Uh, are we done all the bullshit at the beginning? Yeah, yeah I think so. I think so. Well, let's go into newsfeed. Lock up your fears, dry all your tears, refill your beers. We're headed into the newsfeed. So it's been. I'm pretty sure the last episode we had Stephanie Rice had a newsfeed. It's been long enough to wear. It. <laughs> oh, all right, it's back up. <laughs> it's it's back up for uh, a new Stephanie Rice. Uh, hey, she's back. Yeah, back again. Back again. <laughs> Stephanie Rice, rice and beans. She's gonna do the song. Um, okay, so here is this is from uh, USA Today, where even third graders can read this. Um, Except Trump. Okay, so uh, so the 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 line is a pigeon was just sold for one point nine million to a Chinese bidder under the name Super Duper. With the pigeon's name is Super Duper, or the no, Chinese the person is Chinese bidder is Super Duper. Something tells me that's not the real name. Well, yeah. <laughs> So, um, New Kim is the name <laughs> of the gun's gonna come out of this joke. Of so the just keep moving on <laughs> of the pigeon. Um, Excuse me. New Kim is the name of the. What pigeon. happened to old Kim? Uh, well, have you seen? Got shot by a North Korean. <laughs> Wander too far afield. Remember Lil Kim? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess. What happened to Big Kim? Hmm. Don't just move okay. on. Anyway, so a, well, so a wealthy Chinese pigeon racing fan put down. <laughs> excuse me. That's, excuse me. That is a fucking fantastic I, sentence. Excuse me. I have, I have a number of questions. That is a that that sentence got better with every single word. A wealthy Chinese pigeon racing racing fan. Put, Pigeon racing fan. Uh, okay, I got to Google that. This is a NASCAR for China. Um, <laughs> put down a record price of 1.6 million euros, 1.9 million dollars US, uh, for the Belgian bred um, uh, bird. So there's a Wikipedia page for this. What? Pigeon <laughs> racing. Yeah. It's a sport of releasing specially trained racing pigeons, which then return to their homes over a carefully measured distance. The time it takes the animal to cover the specific distance is measured, and the bird's rate of travel is calculated and compared with all the other pigeons in the race. Hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, so over, man. I, <laughs> so this new cam is is pigeon racing requires a specific breed of pigeon for the sport, the racing Homer. <laughs> Don't. So I am so smart. I am so smart. So they were actually two bidders who ran up the 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 price. Super Duper and Hitman is the other person. Um, are they fucking superheroes? Seriously, what? The I don't fuck? know. Just Bruce Wayne this has is the weirdest story. <laughs> Apparently, it's an age-old hobby in Western Europe. Yeah, there's a there's an entire Wikipedia China, this man. Not in Western Europe. No, no, no. no. Modern pigeon raging, raging, modern. <laughs> modern some pigeon angry pigeons racing just originated raging. in Belgium in the mid 19th century. All right. Yep. So um, while we were having a civil war, they were racing. You, know you can eat those motherfuckers, right? What's a bird? It's called so, yeah. squab. Mm. If you're ever in a fancy restaurant serving squab, it's mm. fucking pigeon. I'm good. Just FYI. You're going to pay $54 for races or pigeon over about three fingerling potatoes. <laughs> so. I'm not going to lie. That was a pretty quality buildup right there. Uh, races are generally between 100 kilometers, 62 miles, and 1,000 kilometers, 620 miles in distance. Jesus Christ. In the United States, flights of up to 1,100 miles have been recorded. Fucking hell. Jeez. That's crazy. There's so, literally an entire article about this. On this occasion, successful breeder Gaston Van D. <laughs> Wooer uh, retired at seven, never heard of her retired at 76 and his son had too busy a professional <laughs> lost life. his beloved bell to the beast <laughs> his son had too busy a professional life to continue the famed pigeon coop uh, all 445 <laughs> birds were put at auction and the overall sale was already pushing past six million euros seven million dollars Second part of the auction is ending on Monday, uh, but didn't include any bird that would match new cam. It still amounted to an amazing weekend for the pigeon breeder. So, everybody is interested in our pigeons, said Pascal Bodinkian. Bodinkian? Excuse me? Pascal Bodinkian. I'm like 90% sure that's not a real name. K pop band. Yeah, bigot. Yeah, big in the K-pop scene. Pascal Bodingian, um, Brandon's brother. Um, so uh, everyone is interested in our pigeons, he says. I, I'm, still, I'm still on the lost his blood bell of the beast joke. Because that, that, was, that was pretty underrated. It flew under the radar. It, I don't think Michael caught it. He's just ignoring it. I'm just ignoring you guys. So, yeah. That's... that's, that's in Pigeon Corner for this week. <laughs> pigeon news. Oh, pigeon my news. God. Racing well, I learned pigeons. something this week about pigeon racing. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, that that's it. Thanks, Stephanie Rice. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That was a quality article. <laughs> Florida couple are arrested for having sex next to a busy road in full view of passing cars in broad daylight. <laughs> We're just going to do whatever we want now. This what are these fucking people voted for? Uh, Amber Gormley. 39, 39, 39. Could <laughs> you imagine? How, how close are you to 30? Are you 39 now? I'm 40. I'll be 41 You're 40 next already? month, Michael. Man, you guys are old. <laughs> You're 40 already? 11 fucking months ago. I've slept since then. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is spongy. Oh, bruised. God. I can't imagine in, when I'm 39 mm. doing that. 
I can't imagine doing it tomorrow. I can't imagine like any kind of regiment leading up to my 39th birthday that would make me feel comfortable having sex in public. Yeah. So it's a regiment, not a regiment. You're not in the fucking army, Michael. Amber, <laughs> I knew what you meant. You know what I mean. Uh, Amber Gormley, 39, and Sean McClellan, 30. Oh, Shawnee McClellan. Oh, Shawnee McClellan. Oh, boy. Oh, Shawnee boy. Oh, he ate some lucky charms <laughs> right before he did yeah, her was, in the bone. I was more Scotland than Ireland, but I was going yeah. more for Scotland. I don't know the difference. Oh, there oh, isn't one. Oh, I checked. Oh, three to three. Our... Uh, uh, are charged with lewd and lascivious exhibition in Florida. That's the best kind. Judge needed to go to the tape on this one. <laughs> um, pair were seen to be set or were said to be seen by drivers having sex by the side of the road, not in a car, mind you, just fucking each other on the ground next to a busy road. When you got, when the mood hits, I guess. It, this was in Largo. Uh, Key Largo, Montego, <laughs> baby, why don't we go? <laughs> How the fuck do you have that ready? I had it. I've had it for. A while. I had it a while ago. How the fuck? We had one where we talked about I John Stamos. I heard Stamos. this song since I was like fucking nine, and you somehow have it. Got the Florida We get there fast and we take it slow. That's where we wanna go. Not gonna finish that, Mike. Oh, down to Kokomo. (laughs) That's if. It's if Ron from Cleveland was part of the Beach Boys. (laughs) Uh, uh, Matt, what do you got? Oh, are you done? <clears throat> yeah, we're right. not. Uh, product update. Bum, ba-dum, bum. Uh, brewery launches new Biden beer described as inoffensive and not too bitter. <laughs> <laughs> a little creepy, though. Wisconsin brewery introduced a new got beer. Real bits of old man. In it. <laughs> <laughs> it's got just, the only beer with liver spots. As he decomposes, they're just chipping pieces <laughs> off of him. <laughs> Biden beer was introduced at uh, Manaqua Brewing Company by owner Kirk Bangstad. Manaqua. <laughs> Aruba, Manaqua. <laughs> um, the new beer is set to be available to patrons from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Thursday, Friday, and Saturdays. Uh, Bangstad, who's a Biden supporter, describes the beer as a Kolsch that is inoffensive and not too bitter. Uh, he received pushback from Oneida County, where his uh, where his business is located. Earlier this year, after he placed a Biden for President sign outside his brew pub, they threatened to fine him for it. Jesus said the sign Christ. was too, said the sign was too large. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, like twelve by twelve inches. <laughs> yeah. uh, in response, Banks had created a hashtag Free Our Biden sign campaign, allowing brewery girls to purchase to purchase Manaqua Brewing T shirts to offset the cost of the fines. The fines ended up not being issued, but Banks did plans to use the money to support other progressive candidates. Uh, he recently ran for a seat in the state assembly, but lost to a Republican incumbent. 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 Stupid dumbass. It's incumbent. 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 Rob Swearingen. 
God damn it. He says he hopes to bring progressive politics to the county. All the time beer. I fuck up here, you're just going to incumbent. Incumbent? <laughs> what the fuck? Incumbent. There's some Freudian shit there somewhere. The beer will be sold for $15. It's a, it's a cum for your net. It's a net for your cum. Stop it. It's a condom. No, you stop. You stop. Net for your cum. Nope. Uh, the beer will be sold for fifteen dollars in a three pack and six bucks for a thirty-two ounce can. <laughs> All right. Uh, <clears throat> so everybody knows that like uh, like celebrities have writers on their contracts, right? Like, God damn it, Just, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, let's, fucking hell, let's, man. What's on your writer? I, I'm really glad that we're gonna get high, Brad, every fucking week now. <laughs> It's not even funny. That's not even funny. No, it's not. God. Jesus. <laughs> I just. God damn it, man. I'm just imagining Annette catching it mid mid squirt. No. <laughs> just slicing no. into a, like 10 more pieces of gum. I'm done. <laughs> that's, that's my only story. Michael, what do you got? What about tell us about your writer? Nope, I'm done. Come on. Nope. Come on. Nope. Come on, nope. Ralphie. Come on. Brad's done. Nope. No, I want to hear it. I want to hear the story. Nope. I'm no, done. I'm not making. We're not even making fun of you, Jesus no. Christ. Yeah. It doesn't. Matter. We're no. just talking about cum nets, man. Michael, there's my. How can I see who's coming behind me? No, no, just read no. it. Read it. I'll just save it for another week. No, just read it. Tell us about your writer. <laughs> I don't have a writer, Michael. I'm trying to talk to you about the fact that celebrities have them. Yes, yeah, what are tell they? Us. God. Come on. Just do it. It's just weird requests that some celebrities have Rob had. Bell's is chips and salsa. Yes. Uh, Iggy Pop, longtime road manager, Joss Grand, prides himself on his bizarre writer demands, including seven dwarves dressed up like those dwarves out of that marvelous Walt Disney movie. <laughs> Taller people are acceptable, of course. It's attitude more than altitude. That's important here. The fuck? I, I don't know. Um, let's see. Queen Latifah, she decides she was finished dying after her death and set it off. All of her contracts since 1996 stipulate her character can't die. In her words, oh. if I die, I can't be in the sequel. <clears throat> Wow. I mean, I guess. Uh, Lindsay Lohan, she agreed to appear on a Russian talk show after breaking up with real estate mogul Igor Tarabasov. In Soviet Russia, show talks you. <laughs> she agreed. She agreed. <laughs> we got a new cat. It's yeah. a Russian blue. Yeah. Almost named a Yakov Smirnov. I can't believe you didn't. <laughs> Just, Here, Yakov. I was this close. I swear to God. <laughs> anyway. She, after she's breaking up with this real estate mogul from Russia, she said she would appear on a Russian talk show if she was provided a private jet, a Russian visa, and a meeting with Putin. <laughs> they they didn't have her on. Jesus. Uh, Prince, the artist referred uh, 
uh, preferred everything in his dressing room to be wrapped in cling wrap so he could unwrap it himself. <laughs> <laughs> Every day it's Christmas. <laughs> Dolph, Dolph Lundgren. First he punched a hole, a cock-sized hole in the cling wrap, probably. <laughs> uh, Dolph Lundgren. If he dies, he dies. Uh, anxious about his thick accent, his contract required that he gets three chances to deliver his lines before they hired a voice actor to dub over him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's actually that's actually pretty good. Um, uh, let's see, Weird Al. Uh, for a long time, Weird Al requested a fresh Hawaiian shirt from every venue he performed at. <laughs> he took out that clause after collecting several hundred shirts. Holy shit! That's, that's awesome. Crazy. Here's a good one: uh, the Beatles. <clears throat> Uh, when they played in Portland in 1965, their contract stipulated that artists will not be required to perform in front of a segregated audience. Well, that's good. So, yeah. Um, Roger Moore uh, from Live and Let Die. In an extremely bonding move, Moore haggled to get unlimited Monte Cristo cigars. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Unlimited. Yeah. Uh, okay, two more. Share. That's a good choice. That's a good, that's a good cigar. That's a good cigar. <laughs> Uh, Cher, she requires an entire separate room to keep her human hair wigs in. <laughs> that is a, a hair humidor. Fucking, that's some silver, serial killer shit right there. <laughs> a humidor. A hair humidor. That's so good. <laughs> and then, uh, and then Samuel L. Motherfucking Jackson, his movie contracts. <laughs> that is pretty good. His movie contracts give him the right to ditch work and go golfing twice a week. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I love that. All right, I'm done. All right, product update. Waffle House in a can. Bacon and kegs. This is fucking gross. Bacon infused red ale. It just doesn't sound good. I don't know, man. Maple beer. You had maple beer like last week. Maple's not maple. It's not not maple. One is sweet. Bacon. One is salty and meat flavored. Like much like my penis. Oh, oh, oh! Fucking. Oh. Yep. Wait, Michael could say "come net," but I can't say much like my penis when he says salty and meat flavored. Anyway, God, stop saying dirty stuff for a minute. Uh, product update, Mountain Dew is releasing a new flavor called Major Melon. It is watermelon flavored. <laughs> Major Melon didn't rise in the ranks of the army quite as quickly as he thought he would. Made a killing in the porn industry, though. Um, Costco is selling... He was hoping for General Melon and just never paid that. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't even get up to Colonel. <laughs> Oh, the old melon family. <laughs> um, Costco is selling ornaments filled with mini whiskey bottles. Uh, Jameson, Glenlivet, mm-hmm. and Chivas Regal. <laughs> How do you say that? It's Chivas. Chivas. No, that's not how you say it. How do you say it? <laughs> I think Chivas Regal, isn't it? No, it is Chivas. Is it Chivas? Chivas. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm glad I swallowed that drink before he said that. And uh, <laughs> and McDonald, the McRib's coming back. Thank God. Man, I've had one of those in literally in years. Coming back in December. God, I 
I'm going to end up getting one, and I'm going to fucking regret it the second I buy it. Yeah. I just know it. I've got so many newsfeed pieces. It's unreal. Uh, okay. Michael's back on. So, so, Michael's got blue balls. Yeah, I got, I got newsfeed blue balls. He's going to blow all over the fucking place. So, um, Mike Tyson. going to put a hole in the back of the head of this podcast. Mike Tyson, uh, way back when, has been... Uh, he created something called the Wizenator. It's a prosthetic penis filled with baby urine to pass drug tests. It's a Wizenator. So he, so Jesus Christ, back in the head of this Mike Tyson, ex-champion fighter, reveals that he used a prosthetic penis filled with baby urine to pass a drug test. Well, that's one way to do it. Wizenator 3000. Have you seen that motherfucker? Yeah, he's huge. Dude, he's fucking enormous. He's in his 50s. Yeah, let's not forget yeah. that he's also a rapist and a fucking terrible person. Well, there so. is that. Yeah. So, so we're going to get that pay-per-view fight, right? No. Come no, on. Fucking Who's he fighting? On. Who's he fighting? Um, Who's he fighting? LeVar Burton. <laughs> The, go- no the, the ghost of Al- uh, Alec Trebek. <laughs> Alex Trebek. Jesus. Nope. Too soon. Nope. The fuck is Alex Trebek you? is dead. Alex is a, <laughs> no. No. Fuck you. Alex Trebek is a saint. Roy Jones. So um, it's like Gehenna's brother. You know, everybody's like <laughs> <It's> lyrics brother. <laughs> song I played since since two thousand. Are you what, what year is this? Twenty twenty. <laughs> Dude, the ballots on November 28th this year. We need to get pay-per-view for that. Is this a, what day is it? So it's kind of, okay. So 2020, been kind of a shit year. Um, Boy, I don't know. What do you mean? People are losing their jobs, man. Is that? There is that. Michael, we were joking. We know it's been a shit year. I don't know if you, you don't need to explain this to us. So uh, Desiree, Desiree Gatto, uh, pictured below. You can't see the picture, but yeah. Um, from Florida, uh, was selling real estate, and then she became Instagram famous because of her feet. Now, now she has over one million followers, leading to an OnlyFans account. Where she is? Oh, I think you mean Desiree Gatto, Mister Robato, Domo Domo, Domo Domo. So she got an OnlyFans account. She's taking those feet all the way to the bank, man. She um, excuse me. She has an OnlyFans for her feet. Yes, she's making God. People are sad. I'm sorry. Ten k a month. Fuck on OnlyFans for feet pics. You know what? Her feet look fine. They're just fine feet. That's fine. Michael's like, it's not worth. I wouldn't say they're ten grand (laughs) feet. Like what's worth the thirty dollars a month? Can we get a check on? I'm not really a feet guy, but get a check on the passwords account. Yeah, I don't understand foot fetish, man. I don't. They, I, I, mean, I guess more power to you. I you just like yeah. rotting toenails. I'm there are worse things to thing. be in. I'm going to start selling my used panties. <laughs> Some G- weird Japanese guy. <laughs> the G strikes with the stank on him. <laughs> yeah, I drove 500 miles in these, buddy. <laughs> I'll try Took a shit in a Starbucks right before I left. <laughs> yep. <laughs> these are nice and ripe. And then, and then for my my 17th and final... 
<laughs> news feed. Uh, Florida man. This is the positive Florida man story. Twenty-one-year-old uh, Florida man made history as the first person with Down syndrome to complete an. Oh, oh yeah. I saw this. That's badass. An Ironman triathlon. Badass. Dude, the Ironman triathlon. It's fucking. Yeah, insane. it's no joke. So a two-point-four-mile swim, mm. a hundred and twelve-mile bike ride, and a twenty-six-point-two-mile marathon. marathon after you've done in all a the single other day. Shit. 26.2 mile run in a single yeah, day. It's crazy. So, uh, yeah, that's freaking I'd be awesome. tapping out after about, I don't know, 200 feet well, of a swim <laughs> through the ocean. I would, yeah. There's yeah. no fucking way. So, yeah, that's, it's pretty badass. I saw that. Hasselhoff out there with a jet ski trying to save my fat yeah. ass. <laughs> You're like waving him off. Can I get Anderson? I need Pamela Anderson, please. Or Yasmin, no, please. Not this guy. Can you get no. Yasmin, please? Um, uh, um, uh, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, and Jill are really invested in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so fancy. All right, what what the fuck are we doing? All right, I got. I keep forgetting where my what I'm looking at. Uh, we need to go and do a uh, foofy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So foofy. Um, Tom Dorting. Tom. <laughs> The artist formerly known as Tom. It's definitely Thom. Thom. Tom Doherty. His Thom. next album's going to be called Thom Tom. <laughs> no fingers, all Toms. Yes. Yes. There it is. That's so good. There it is. Uh, Tom Doherty is a singer-songwriter, producer. Uh, out of Westfield, Indiana. Uh, since his uh, role as the no lead guitarist. Since his role as the lead guitarist in the acclaimed American rock band, The Elms, um, from 2000 to 2010, uh, Tom Doherty has become a renowned producer, session player, and an artist in his own right. Uh, His new culturally charged, highly anticipated 2020 album, Westfield, is available now. Uh, TomDoherty.com. Tom is with an H. Buy this fucking album. Get it, man. Download it immediately. Link is in the show notes. I mean, it t- timely doesn't even really begin to Mm-mm. describe this yeah, album. It's yeah. so good. And, and it's the music's great. The fucking lyrics are just fantastic. The produ- production mm-hmm. is great. Like it's it's just it's a great album. It is a middle finger slash battle cry to middle class suburbia. Yeah. Well, it's upper upper middle, middle class, class suburbia. Upper, yeah. yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. 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 So, anyway, this is our, our conversation with uh, Tom Doherty. Hope you enjoy it. Tom Doherty, thank you hey so much for coming on the podcast, man. Uh, thank you for having me on. Appreciate We're it. We're super stoked to have you on. We uh, have been talking about having you on since... Um, uh, your your single came out, which was uh, five seven years ago, eight years ago. When was, <laughs> it was that? Like it, yeah, it was yeah. four. It was uh, right after the election. Well, was it God, four it years was, ago? So Holy yeah. Shit, well, I think when I ago. I think when I contacted you, Tom, about doing this, like I think I said, like you sent us a single. Like you started listening to the podcast, I guess, or something mm-hmm. years ago, and sent us a single. And we're like, if you guys want to play this single, that's uh, yeah, sure. And it was great. I can't remember which song it was. Was it off off of this album? No, it didn't make the record, but it's called okay. It's Compli- I think it was called It's, it's complicated. complicated. That's yeah. it. It's all about yeah. fake news and whatnot. Um, 
Yeah. Then yeah. we assumed. Then we assumed like we didn't hear anything from you, and we're like, well, I guess Tom died. So. <laughs> Well, we saw that you were working on a record, but then like you were working on a record yeah. and you were working on a record and then working on a record. It was like, yeah, it was like, I don't, what, what happened to him? Where did he go? And then you friended me on Facebook, like, uh, I don't know, month, month or two ago or something, mm -hmm. I think. And all of a sudden I see you have an album and I'm like, oh my God, it's finally, it's finally <laughs> it's here. <out." laughs> it took so, me way too long to get it done. I mean, it's a long story. If you guys want to hear, we can talk about it. But dude, I mean, we, whatever you want to talk about, it doesn't. Uh, yeah. I mean, essentially, just my wife and I had a little girl, and she was born seven weeks early. We spent a lot of time in the NICU, and and then just kind of uh, my wife works as an, an ICU nurse, and she works overnight. So it's just been hard to find time to balance uh, all of the things, you know. Uh, right. But uh, I I work. I mean, I make my living producing stuff for other people. And so I feel like I've barely had time to finish their projects. And, um, you know, it was just hard to find time to work on my own stuff. You know, it's like weird. All these, you ever see mechanics who, uh, they do it for a living, but they have like five cars in their front yeah. yard. Yeah. You know, I work, I work with a guy that's like that. Yeah. 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 All, apparently all my neighbors are mechanics. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Um, so, okay. L let's, Let's start um, at the beginning. Who who do you think you are? <laughs> no, tell us a little bit about yourself. Go, all, go as far back as you want to go, yeah. man. Like okay. we can talk about we can talk about little Tuami running around. Yeah, I um, so I grew up in this town called Neosho, Missouri. It's in the southwest corner of the state, just a little bit south of Joplin, who people kind of only know about because of the tornado. Yeah, um, and, and uh, I grew at another bad Christian college. Oh, oh, yeah. It, it's, <laughs> is that Ozark? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and it, a lot of that comes out of there for sure. Um, and uh, I don't know. It's like, you know, probably like a lot of people that grew up in small towns, I always kind of felt like uh, unless you were really good at sports or had one of five last names, you didn't really matter to people. I don't know mm -hmm. ultimately that that was true, but because of that, um, you know, it's like you got to do something to stand out you got to do something to make you unique and i just gravitated toward music um and had an aptitude for it learned playing in church they started this uh program on wednesday nights if you show up early they'll teach you how to play an instrument oh, and my wow. dad do you remember that movie uh crossroads with ralph macchio and uh steve yes free be guitar battle steve vi yeah i, well, I thought of uh, yes. whoa i don't know oh this. yeah i was gotta look the clip up man i was just oh, thinking man. of crossroads with britney spears <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. where my mind went <laughs> straight to britney spears karate karate kid plays a slide guitar michael you did it again <laughs> yeah oops oops yeah <laughs> anyway yeah well because of that movie like i walked around the house playing air guitar all the time going i want to play like jack butler which i don't know why i want to play like him he's a guy who lost but <laughs> i uh, <laughs> Made for mediocrity, to, Tom. I, I wanted to play like Steve Vai, and my dad said, "Hey, if you'll go do this thing at church and prove to me that you can play, that you can pick it up, then I'll shell out the money to buy you a guitar." And within a couple of weeks, I was playing in the church band. I just, I just understood music, you know. He's um, got it. Uh, I, it's just like it's the only thing in life I've ever understood. Um, and he bought me a guitar, and um, let's see. What kind of guitar was it? It was, oh, it was like, it looked more like a weapon than a guitar. It was a Kramer, nice. big pointy <laughs> headstock. It looked like Jack Butler's guitar, honestly. So um, you could run somebody through with it. Um, but uh, 
they didn't like me playing at church because it looked evil. Um, <laughs> didn't but, help uh, you chewed on blood capsules during worship. <laughs> he went, he was like, I went full Gene Simmons. <laughs> I met that guy, by the way, um, backstage at uh, back when I played with the band Perry. We had like a C, I don't know if it's CMAs or ACMs or, you know, they, they always, ABCs. yeah. Um, but they were they were at one of them, and he came up and he grabbed our other guitar player's guitar, strums a G chord. And he's like, looks at me and says, "What do you think of that?" And I said, well, "It wasn't too bad for a bass player." Hands <laughs> <laughs> like, it back and walks off. Oh, uh, gosh. Yeah, but um, I don't know if you guys know. He's been my best friend since fourth grade. He was the lead singer in the Elms. His name's Owen, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I was going to community college. I was working in a music store and he called one day and said, dude, my brother and I started a band called the Elms. We ended up getting signed by Sparrow. Our guitar player and bass player are quitting because they don't want to be on the road 250 days a year. Yeah. Um, we've always talked about doing this and this is our chance. Would you, would you want to go in on this with this? And I quit my job, dropped out of school and moved to Indiana three days later. And I've kind of stayed here ever since. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you really jumped in then, <laughs> like yeah. three, three days. You're like, yeah, I'm out of yeah. here. Deuces. Well, I mean, it was what I, I was always looking for a way to get the hell out of Southwest Missouri, and that was my ticket to you finally chose do it, so. Indiana. Yeah, <laughs> which is basically just Southwest <laughs> it's, Missouri. It's, it's, just a slightly, it's like, slightly like an entire. It's like an entire state of Southwest Missouri. Are, are <laughs> yeah. the, uh, it's a slightly <laughs> less humid Southwest Missouri. <laughs> are the Thomas brothers? Are they from Spencer? Is that right? Seymour. 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 Okay. So um, I was a fan of yeah. uh, the Elms when they were just visiting. Oh, yeah. Way oh, yeah. in the Wayback Machine. I had both mm-hmm. their uh, albums, uh, the one that was called the Elms and then the one before it, which was Garden Show, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I was like a fan. They came and played at uh, our church here in town. This was before you uh, joined the band. Um, but yeah, they were always super, super nice guys. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still we still all get along. Like even though we disbanded in 2010, it wasn't for you know interpersonal reasons or anything. But um, yeah, so yeah, I got to go do that with them for 10 years. It was the cause of my life. I was really sad when it was done. But you know, we just all hit a point where we're like, we think we need to go on and do some other things. And um, yeah. at that point, I jumped on the road with a couple different country acts and. Um, one of the guys that I met on the road talked me into quitting my gig and just said, you need to go home and produce and mix records. This, this is what you're meant to do, not be a, a road guy. So huh. um, I took the leap and um, I've been producing people since uh, I think 2012. And then after the election happened, I kind of thought I, I need to start writing songs myself. I think I need to like, if nothing else, it's just a way to process whatever this is that's happening. And yeah, right. And so here we are. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting you say it because we we I mentioned I wrote something in the pub, and I think the Saturday night that Biden was officially elected, that you know this podcast started a couple weeks after Super Tuesday when Trump won Super Tuesday. So, like this entire podcast has existed within the Trump era, mm-hmm. and um, it was I mean, and for us, it, would, it you know this thing started as like an outlet for like our religious frustrations, but it quickly quickly morphed well. into. <laughs> Into yeah. something other than, I mean, well, along those, with when that, those, when that two-headed Hydra became one, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Our, our first episode, we had a segment called uh, 
um, firing people into the sun, and and that's who he fired was Donald Trump. Yeah, he was episode one four yeah. years ago. Yeah, I was over four years. No, ago. Like four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It's been way four. too long with that motherfucker in, <laughs> yeah. our, in our psyche. But it's just it's interesting that you like you. It was during that time you're like, yeah, I need to I need to write some stuff. I need a place to an outlet, and so this for us was our outlet. That was your outlet. We have the pub with you know for our supporters, and that became an outlet for them to you know. Sh- share their grievances and their frustrations and their fears and whatnot. Um, it's just interesting that a lot of people seem to have yeah. found some, some outlets that were much needed. I did because I'm, I'm like I'm, a horribly uncreative person. But, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you guys start. I mean, I, before we had our daughter, like I was able to go for walks every day and I listen <laughs> to your guys' podcasts all the time. So that, oh, it's a real honor for me to be here. I, some of, some of your podcasts inspired some of the songs on the record. Whoa. Yeah. No, if, if it wasn't for you guys. <laughs> oh, do tell. <laughs> no, I'm serious. If it wasn't for you guys, I never would have gotten into Brian's song. And oh, I, oh yeah. yeah. And that song inspired War is My Religion. Oh, yeah. that song fucking. Oh, that song rips. It slaps. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, we, we, could, we could talk about that in a, in a minute. But um, I want to let's let's go back a little bit. I want to you've mentioned a little bit of your sort of how you got into music. Um, you know, you mentioned that kind of came up, but not kind of came about. Came about because of the church and, I guess, Ralph Macchio, um, and Steve Vai, and Steve Vai. <laughs> throw throw some Ingve Malmsteen in there, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so, Striper. What? What? <laughs> Striper. What? Uh, what was your spiritual upbringing like? What's kind of been your evolution in that regard? Like, how did you start? Where are you now? That kind of thing. Man, I've been in a lot of different church. I grew up in like small town Pentecostal church. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We didn't um, we didn't handle snakes or drink strychnine or anything, but it was pretty wild, <laughs> you know. And well, um, your life is the poorer for it. Uh, <laughs> from there, but I think I think because of that, like I I I wanted out of that, and I started hanging out in some more like vineyard variety charismatic mm-hmm. churches. Right, and eventually. Uh, just got just got tired of people coming up to me and going, I, "Brother Tom, I have a word for you." Uh, and, oh God! And uh, just hey, I've there. got a lot of words for yeah. you. I've got a lot two, of, two specific. A lot of four letters and one <laughs> syllable. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think um, after a while, I just I kind of needed something where I felt like my feet were on the ground. I needed to hang out with people who felt like they had their feet on the ground. And hung out in a Calvary Chapel for a while. That was a good experience. They were just a bunch of like saved hippies, you know. Um, and then eventually started going to church um, up in Noblesville. That was more. Uh, it's weird. It was. It's an evangelical church, but very much um, focused on social justice issues. And at the time I started going, I. Uh, I still could. I mean, I grew up kind of a Republican by default, right? Yeah, right. Same, same here. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And uh, that was the first church where I, I I went, and I'm like, they're saying a lot of the same jargon that I've heard all of my life, but they mean something different when they say it. And I just I got to figure it out. So I started hanging out there a lot just to crack the code, and got to know the teaching pastor and his wife really well. And they would invite me over for for beer. <laughs> like that was the first time a. I know that doesn't seem like a big deal at all now, but in the middle, that, that kind yeah, of blew oh, my yeah. mind. And uh, the, that teaching pastor, he knew more about rock and roll music than I did. Um, it was really, really intriguing. And I remember saying to them, I was frustrated in their kitchen one night going, I feel like you and your church, you're just trying to turn Christians into Democrats. <laughs> and like, <laughs> his wife just kind of looked over at each other. But 
you know, I mean, I was I was reading a lot of. Do you remember Brian McLaren? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. trilogy that he wrote, like yeah. stuff like that. And Philip Yancey was really, um, you know, making me think about a lot of things that I didn't have to think about before. And um, there was kind of this slow evolution that um, led to us eventually. Like the Elms went and did a European tour, played this festival in the Netherlands called Flavo. And I think talking to all these people that worked at Flavo, um, I, I mean, I came back from Europe with my mind blown. I, I was the kind of guy that I watched Bill O'Reilly every night and Sean Hannity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but I came back from Europe going, Oh Fuck man, it, we'll do it live. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, you, I came back from that experience going, man, they told me for years how scary Europe was. And, you know, something I really need to be afraid of. <laughs> Socialist hellscape. Yeah, it's like, oh, that that place was actually kind of awesome. And they do a lot of things right there. And, oh, maybe we should take some notes. And but I just, the, the whole thing kind of came together where my theology flipped first. And then, um, you know, it's like my, my politics kind of followed yeah. yep. a little bit after that. Yeah. Um, it's been really interesting. I, I still don't really understand exactly what happened to me, but um, where was I going with that? Uh, I had I don't know well, where, I don't know where you're going. Did you have something? No, go if you got something. Well, I, I, I wanted to talk about um, how you um, met your wife and how you ended up in Westfield. Okay, before that, hold on. All right, I, before that, this coming up, we'll do that. That's a that's a point of topic for yes. later on put a pen but, in that put a, yeah write that down brad has something um, more important no it's not more important it just god you son of a um <laughs> no it's interesting that you mentioned uh how your theology changed and then your politics changed mm -hmm. yeah that's exactly what i can't speak yeah. for the other two but oh yeah that's exactly what happened 100%. with me i was a i was in ministry i was a youth pastor and i started reading stuff by merton Teresa of Avila, some of the Catholic like mm -hmm. heavy hitters, and then I started reading like, like you said, McLaren. Uh, the book by Shane Claiborne, "Irresistible mm -hmm. Revolution," destroyed me. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, that was that wasn't like a chip away at the wall. That was like a, a wrecking ball. Mm -hmm. Um, and so my theology changed, and then it started. I started going, wait a second. So all of the stuff that I grew up with thinking like all the Republican talking points and all that mm -hmm. stuff. It was like the more I started taking Jesus seriously, the more I feel like it just led me completely away from that, mm -hmm. that side of politics. Yep. Like, and so it's interesting you say that because the, I think that's an important point because the narrative when you grow up is if you start listening to these politicians, you're going to lose your faith. Right. Like, yeah, it was like, I mean, that's that's kind of still the narrative on the right of like if you um, it's the it's the godless liberals that are taking people away from the church and all this stuff. And it's like, no, like a lot of the Christians <laughs> that I know that have left the church have done so because of Jesus. Yeah, I was gonna say blame Jesus for turning me into a Democrat. Right. Take it I up know. <laughs> yeah, I always say that uh, I. I Jesus led me right out of the church. Yeah, I, yeah. We've I talked about it. that ad nauseum on this yeah. podcast. Yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, and it and that sounds like dismissive and or oh, we're just looking for an excuse, right? But it's it's one hundred percent yeah true. It's it's the convictions I had yeah. regarding um, Christ and what he meant. Um, 
that like this you guys are not christ-like yeah. so not all churches are that way yeah. I'll, I'll say that just uh but would you say that like because of that you're kind of the under like your values changed mm-hmm. what like yeah. And, oh, yeah and that that that's what shifted everything is this undercurrent of values all of a sudden that's completely different yeah. and then like you have to rebuild everything on top of it mm-hmm. yep well, and i think it i mean a lot of it for us was realizing we've talked about this before a lot of it was realizing that who jesus was talking to when he was <laughs> cursing the pharisees when he was all the woes We're all us. the it was us it was the freaking <laughs> church people it was literally the uber religious the, the right wing of his and i'm not saying like political i'm saying like the right wing of super fundamentalist conservative yes that he was yeah. saying, you're whitewashed tombs. You're full of dead men's bones. You need to wash the ins- uh, inside of the cup and the outside to be clean. I mean, he was that's who he was talking to were the church people. When you realize that, the entire New Testament changes. The, enti- the entire Bible changes. Yeah. But really, the entire New Testament just changes. It's a 180-degree turn. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now to, to my question. Um, <laughs> back to the news. Um, so tell us a little bit about your, um, your, 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 how you met your partner and um, uh, what led you to Westfield. Well, I um, saw our bass player, Nathan, um, in the Elms. He, uh, there was one year I wasn't going to drive home to Missouri for Thanksgiving. And I was just going to go to Cracker Barrel or something and have a Thanksgiving dinner on my own. <laughs> and and he's like, fish and fried okra, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> yeah, and Nathan's like, I, I'm not having that. You're at least coming and hanging out with my family. Uh, and that's where I met my wife. She's his cousin. Um, huh. Oh. So I, you know, kind of. Uh, well, thank yeah. God you can go to Cracker Barrel, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All you would have met was diarrhea, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> and cornbread. <laughs> And a lot of lonely checkers. people wearing flannel shirts <laughs> and yeah. golf tees and triangles. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> could have been playing the triangle game. No, he had to go meet his wife. So, so <laughs> was she a resident of Westfield, or is that like? No, she's actually from Newcastle, about okay. an hour east of Indy. Mm-hmm. And uh, and truth be told, we don't actually live in Westfield now. We live in Carmel, which is I don't know. Mm-hmm. Some probably say worse, but um, no, I mean the it's reason at least the same. The <laughs> the reason I uh, call the album Westfields because Westfield was one of the first songs I wrote because of something I saw happen in Westfield, and I just I don't know thought that'd be a cool title for an album. Yeah, so um, one of our our listener who is a former resident of Westfield as well um, had that question. Um, as a former Westfield resident, I'm curious uh, if there was a specific event or set of events that led to the title track or rather just a general atmosphere in Hamilton County. And to be clear, this isn't a white fragility bullshit question. The song is accurate. I'm just saying, uh, I'm just interested in what precipitated it. Um, yeah, for the record, I actually really like Westfield. I mean, we, we go there all the mm-hmm. time. I like Carmel. Um, but I was, you know, so I told you I would go for long walks and listen to your guys' podcast and listen to, playlist of political songs and whatnot and i was walking through westfield part of the section of the monon that goes to westfield and looked over and i saw like all of these um guys working on a house you know like mexicans working on a house and they were just laughing and having a great time and and i'm and this is like a really nice subdivision and there's something about it you know like the lyric in that song says you know the scene from the invisible um Life rising from the dusk because someone toils tonight in Westfield who will never be one of us. I thought, man, 
we benefit from them so much. Like they're responsible for just so much of what makes our lives good. And there's just something unjust to me about the fact that we'll never consider them part of what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, that it just pissed me off. And I'm looking over and I'm seeing just absolute joy and they're building this house and they're laughing and carrying on having a great time. And it just felt wrong to me that like they'll never be thanked or recognized yeah. for mm-hmm. how important they are, you yeah. know, to yeah. us. I mean, we live in we live in Trumpiana here in Morgan County. I mean, it's like it's ninety five percent red. And there are three Mexican restaurants that are busy all the time here. And it's like all these people go yeah. in there and like, dude, you're following a party that wants to send every one of these fuckers back to back to Mexico. Like once to send every one of them back to Mexico or to wherever they 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 think they're from, and then you put on a smiling face and order their and burritos. they order their burritos. And yeah, I mean it's just terrible Spanish accents. Yeah, I the song that song and like I even today listen to I listened to the whole album again today. I think I've probably listened to it seven or eight times all the way through. Yeah, but the that song specifically like almost brought me to tears today. I've heard it a mm. number of times, but man, like there's something about that. It, that that hit I mean the the lyrics are not subtle and I mean that in like the best possible way like w- what you're trying to say is is very evident and so for like any I I, I was kind of what Matt was saying like I, the reason that song struck me is because in 2016 when mm-hmm. Trump got elected I remember very vividly sitting shortly after he got elected in one of the Mexican restaurants mm-hmm. in town and look it was packed it was like a friday night or a saturday night or something we went as a family and i'm sitting there and i'm watching these people serve these people that fucking hate them mm-hmm. yeah like i literally wanted to like st- i i literally had this urge to stand up and just scream you fucking hypocrites like yeah. you are actively supporting somebody who wants all of these people either gone dead whatever doesn't care like just wants them out of here and you have the nerve to like oh i'll like you enough to like buy your food but i don't give a shit about you as a person yeah and it just there was something about it that hit and then that song man like how our entire economy and communities are in a lot of ways bolstered and and buoyed up by immigrant communities yeah and What's truly sick is I think that everybody knows that. Like, I, I yeah. think, I, I mean, Trump knows that. All the politicians that are trying to actively send them back, they know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Trump owns how many hotels? He knows that yeah. immigrant populations are lifeblood the, the lifeblood yeah. of the, the entire food mm-hmm. scene. I mean, in my job, I work in kitchens sometimes, and... Without a doubt, seventy-five percent of every restaurant I'm in are Latino mm-hmm. workers, and so it's like you can't just like. There's something about this song that's so powerful to me because you're just basically saying like the the hypocrisy of like you can be in our communities as long as you're sort of like behind the scenes and invisible. So like we'll take your service, mm-hmm. but we won't see you as actual equal people. Yeah. <laughs> I to me like I don't know I'd rather hang out with them and have them be a part of my community than some other yeah. people that are in my community so I yeah. I just it just made me angry that day and that set off like that I think that was probably the first song that I wrote for the album 
And um, I don't know, just that scene that that kicked everything off for me. It's like, you know, I finally figured out what I want to say and how I want to say it. And yeah, well, that that song is just man. Well, I mean, uh, it, it's so good. The whole album is I mean, you're obviously a white man, as the three of us are the whitest of white men. Yeah. Um, the whole album is. I won't say I don't want to say it's not an apology for white people, but it's a it's it's a it's a white voice that needs it's the same things to white people that need to be said that it is, is has realized their place in the world and realized the place of others in their community and is trying to tell people, look, this is like this is you, too. Like this is this is something that affects every one every one of us and how every one of us are connected. Like, yeah. Um, you know, like Bresley with the, with the Mexican restaurants and stuff like that in town and how everything's built on the backs of immigrants. Entire country's built on slave labor. The entire country's built on the backs of slaves, and yet we're still beating them to, beating them to death and shooting yeah, them. Yeah, this at, is still a conversation we have to we have. We have to. We're, it's 2020. We're yeah. still having this goddamn conversation. I you mean, know, it, so Westfield uh, and Carmel, for that matter, I'm not a huge fan of uh, for multiple <laughs> reasons. Um, and... So, for example, uh, along 31 in Westfield is North Glen, where much of the immigrant population is is located. Um, they Westfield rerouted the main access road uh, and then built a wall to obscure the view from the highway as part of uh, building Grand Park. Um, this is <laughs> they're literally building a wall in Westfield. Um, <laughs> it, it, it it's it's deeply problematic. Um, it just to have that's something that that is still going on uh in america today and i think a lot of the the white privileged um uh suburbs of major metropolitan areas are super super problematic yeah i i hope that you know i i needed to make the record just if nothing else for self-expression you know to get some of these things out but I think that there's like this part of me that hopes it's actually possible that people like me will listen and, and think. And, you know, I've had, there's like one certain family member that I've had so many conversations with over the last four years that never go anywhere. And then I went and played um, a song on the record called lighter. I went and played it on a morning show mm-hmm. and I, I watched that performance by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, well, this family watched member it live, tuned in and you know saw it streaming and i get back to my car with a text message from them saying tom that song you played it just there's something about music that makes you really stop and consider the injustices of other i'm like who the fuck are you like we've (laughs) we've had so many conversations about this that got nowhere and i get up and play a three and a half minute song and that's the thing that makes you finally see what's going on i don't Mm -hmm. you know so i don't you just need to see everything every conversation you have with them you just sing stop writing on facebook just like just write songs all of that well but for real i don't i don't know you know if this stuff would like i i don't want to just make music i'd like to be effective and i don't know how to be effective like i'm trying to figure it out and i just know that did you guys see like this instagram live video that aoc did a couple months ago where she's like you know yeah you should phone bank and you should volunteer and donate money but beyond that everybody has something that's unique to them that they can give, you know, in that moment I'm like, well, kind of music's the only thing I've, you know, 
ever been able to do. So I need to use that somehow. And um, I want to believe that it can kind of get around people's defenses. Maybe uh, I don't know if that's possible or not. Uh, but I think I it, is. Like well, I it clearly I mean, is. I mean, we, it worked with at least one person, you know, I mean, sure. Yep. And, uh, we, so we, we are in uh, a thing called the, uh, pastor speakeasy right now. And we just got a, a quote some from Daniel Irwin who just said, dude, trust me, your music is effective. Oh man. So, thank you. Thank you, Daniel. Yep. All right. So, uh, yeah, so I, I think music is a, a key way to get people to look at things in a different light. Um, I think you're, you're a hundred percent on point with that. Well, and this album is, a uh, it's somebody who's very aware of their position, very aware of their privilege and just being who they are and just being white essentially and, and saying there's a better way to use our privilege that isn't just inc- incredibly self-centered and incredibly self-involved. I, I guess I feel like, uh, the last four years for me, like I, when I think about it, like what's really going on here? Like what's responsible for all the tension? And, you know, I, I look at myself, I am a white Christian heterosexual male. And to me, those are like the four boxes of privilege and I tick yeah. all of them, you yeah, know? Right. And I never really had to think before, like, what would it be like to be somebody that only ticks three of them or two of them or one or none, you know? Mm-hmm. And, it just seems like, hey, well, since you tick all four, maybe you have a responsibility to to write songs that like, you know, put put somebody in the shoes of the person that you're trying to help. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't really know what else to do beyond that. If there's, you know, I, I'm down for the conversation. If anybody's like, man, if you want to really be effective and make better propaganda. <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> so you should. But, you know, um, I. I guess I can't I can't help but like uh I there's probably like a little bit of a thread of disappointment, you know, in a lot of the tunes, but I, I have been, you know, like I've been disappointed in people that I looked up to and trusted and yeah felt like, oh no, I know who they are and they won't go and do a bad thing. And then they did, you know? Um and it just pissed me off. For all the people that I know that, you know, are vulnerable, I mean I'm safe. I'm fine, you know, right. but mm-hmm. for all the people that aren't, you know, like I've, I've had for four years, like some of them will call me and go, dude, I'm just freaked out about this whole blah, 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 blah. You know, and I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> I'm, um, so this is, this is all I know to do, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think that's important too, is that we as privileged white males, uh, use whatever platform we have to be able to say there is injustice in the way things are right now. Um, because we may be the only voice that gets through to other privileged white males or, um, you know, and so we've got to use whatever that is, whatever, whatever our platform be music, stupid, shitty podcast or whatever, (laughs) just to say, Hey, or, or your Facebook wall or whatever to say, Hey, um, Things are not right. Things are not right. And um, I think that's commendable that what you did with this album is just, it's super good. Um, do you guys have any it, questions about the well, specific, or go ahead. Well, it's interesting because <laughs> I, I realized through this, this last election, like, and it goes back a little bit to kind of our conversation earlier about how uh, our 
theology ended up changing our politics mm-hmm. or whatever. And one of those ways I realized this this throughout the last four years, really, but this election uh, a couple weeks ago was I no longer vote for myself. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. Like, I think that's one of the things that pisses me off the most in this country is that everybody just votes their own self-interest. Yep. And, and it's so ingrained that I'm guessing a lot of people listening to me say that balked at it. Yeah. Well, shouldn't we vote for like, no, you should no, not because, and here's the thing. And I, I realized this, this last election, I was like, you know, I, I did a lot of thinking after, uh, what's her nugget ended up on the Supreme court. What's her nugget? Uh, but like, Oh, sorry. Honorable. What's her nugget? Um, <laughs> uh, I realized I was talking to my wife and I said, I, I, I'm so pissed off and I'm so sad right now, but I also just realized that it do, that's not going to affect me Mm-mm-hmm. at all. It, it, mm-hmm. Not in, in one sense will mm-hmm. that 6-3 conservative Supreme Court affect me. I realized why I was so pissed off and so sad and upset and angry and everything, all these other emotions, was because I have friends that like couldn't sleep that night because they didn't know if their marriage was going to be recognized anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like, and so I voted for Joe Biden, not because I particularly like Joe Biden. He's fine. Seems like a nice grandpa, whatever. Like he's, he's, he's a, he's a, just a shitload better than what we've got right now. Yeah. He was like my ninth choice for, for Democrat candidate, but like, same. yeah. But at the same time, like the reason I voted for him, was because I have so many friends that could there's no way could sustain another four years of Donald Trump. No. Yeah. And, and that obviously it, that's that's my problem with the church and Christianity as a whole right now. Um, it, and I, I'm talking broad strokes here is is that there if you truly want to follow Christ, you have to stand up for the marginalized. Yeah. And 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 all of Jesus's messages uh, were about standing up for the marginalized, getting in between uh, the woman who was ripped out of a bedroom uh, and saying, no, you cannot kill this woman. But here's the problem. Here's what happens. The church sees themselves as the marginalized. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fucked up because they yeah. aren't. Right. Yeah. They, they are. And, and, and that's, and I started voting um, with, with that in mind. I mean, since, since Obama, honestly, yeah, absolutely. Uh, of just yeah. I have to vote not for my own self interest, yeah. but for the yeah. the greater good. Um, and yeah, I didn't realize. I guess what I was saying was like, I didn't realize until that's until just this. I'd been doing that for a long time. I didn't really realize it until this election. It was yeah. like it's it, and, and, and if I think you truly a lot of follow it, Christ, you vote for the marginalized. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. speak up for the marginalized. Yeah. Sorry. I know it's not really about your album, but it actually, <laughs> it actually no, no, kind of is. But like, it is, yeah. Because the entire album is tinged with those conversations. I mean... Mm-hmm. So here's my, here's my question. Second song, it's called Burn It All Down. Should we indeed burn it all down? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it's, it's so... So there's another family member that I sent that song to when I wrote it, and they write back, and they're like, hey, so Boss Man dies at the end, right? And I'm like, no. Did you pay attention at all? Like... <laughs> Boss man always gets the best of you, and you've never stopped to ask yourself why. 
Like that's the whole point of the song is that he's always pulling one over you and you're blaming the wrong people for your circumstances. Um, so I, I don't, I don't want to burn it all down. I want to, um, Oh, Tom, come <laughs> on. Tommy. Tommy. <laughs> I, well, I'll, I'll say is it, I have it on record of you saying, I'm going to burn it all down. <laughs> I'm going to burn it all down. I'm going to burn it all down. I mean, that's going to be gonna the, burn that's, it all that's down. the poll quote anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, yeah. that chorus, I woke up at two in the morning to get up and pee the other morning. Woke up with that chorus in my head. Couldn't get back to sleep. So thanks I'm for sorry. that. I'm sorry, man. It, it could be worse. I woke up with rhinestone no, cowboy. I'm just in my saying head. like, I, and that's, it's actually a compliment because there, there are so many, this album is a hook machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. There's so many choruses that get, get burrowed into your skull, mm-hmm. and that's what music is supposed to do. Like, I just, I just need stronger melatonin. I think to try to keep me <laughs> or a better, or a stronger bladder, or a stronger get up bladder. Yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> that's a much, a much smaller prostate for sure. <laughs> more zinc. Yeah, more yeah. zinc. So anyway, uh, Michael, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what? In a perfect world. Tom, Thomas, if I may call you Thomas. No, um, Tom. 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 <laughs> in, in a perfect world, um, is there is there hope for 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 the people that that are diametrically opposed to the betterment of all people? Is there hope for that? <sighs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a, it's, a, it's a loaded question. This but is the like, hard hitting part like, of the interview. Like, I, I'm I'm just not sure. Maybe we just need people to die out. I, you know what though? I was them at one point. I told you guys earlier. I used to watch Bill O'Reilly and Sean Hannity, and I read Ann Coulter books. Does it get oh worse than that? God. And it's like, if a change happened to me, does that doesn't that mean that it's possible for? Some, and I don't know how to get there. And like I know we all talked about how like our theology flipped first and then our politics followed because our values changed with that. And I don't know how to make that happen, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I know. but I just it's like, well, whatever small role I can play in this, then I, I want to. If if it's possible at all, I'm at least gonna fucking try. Yeah. 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 I and you know it I feel like it's worse now than it's ever been. I don't, and maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I know, I know. I at one point I thought Donald, our, I thought uh, George W. Bush would be the, our worst president ever. <laughs> little um, did we know. Little did we know. Eight like short yeah, years later, he's not so bad now. <laughs> no, he's still terrible. Um, but <laughs> he should definitely be in prison with Dick Cheney. But that's, I that's feel a different like conversation. <laughs> I, I, I feel like anyone above the age of of thirty who has had some life experience seeing people that are not like them and live through the last four years, like what more does it take for you to realize that you're putting kids in cages and building a wall or, you know, I, I just you don't know, know what, a, what, what a better litmus test is. I, I've got several friends though, who like have reached out to me over the course of the last four years to go, Hey man, just wanted to tell you this, that, um, you know, I voted for Trump. I regret it. And I have swung so far to the left because of him that it makes my head spin. I don't get it. You know, I've got another family member who just in the last couple months, like, you know, she and her husband, you know, reached out to say the same thing. I'm like, no, not you. What is going <laughs> on here? But, you know, I, I think that it is kind of like a, um, I don't, I don't know. It's like things got so bad that 
it, it did force a lot of people to go, wait a second. I'm not sure if I'm down with, with what I've been a part of here. And um, so I think that there is hope. I really do. Okay. And I, I, I wish that we could make change happen faster. That's what's so frustrating to me is I don't feel yeah. like it should be this hard. I don't feel like it should take Donald Trump to get you there. Right. Um, right. But, yeah. but it did. I mean, it, I mean, we've talked about that before that if there, if anything good has come out of <laughs> the last four and a half years, I mean, or our parents been, voted Democrat for the first time yeah, in their lives the, ever. In, I mean, <laughs> in 2020. dad's like, I'm voting against him and anybody he endorses. Like, I mean, yeah. and I think it, it is that, that people kind of woke up to go, Oh, Oh, it can get really bad here. Like we've sort of been, I don't know, like in America, you're sort there's of, there's a mythology that like it could never happen here because of constitution and democracy and blah, 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 blah. There's this mythos of right. like, we're, we're above any sort of thing like a that fascist can in, dictatorship. That can happen in Syria. It's like, well, well it's like, well, it's like we think, you know, we think the constitution is perfect and it covers like the constitution wasn't written with somebody like Donald Trump in mind because there's there's it's no way they could have. There's no way they could have envisioned somebody as fucking idiotic as him mm-hmm. in the presidency. Like, so or an entire party that. But does, I think that doesn't give a shit anymore. Uh, right. I think that's yeah. what it is, though. Is like it, there's, yeah, the Constitution's fine or whatever. But like, it's it's it like we've we've held it up in such high esteem that mm-hmm. like it's it's you can't even question it yeah. at this point. But, but it was but, norms all along that was actually yes. keeping the <laughs> Yes, it was it was societal norms that kept it and now that's gone and it's like everybody's like oh shit like yeah. This could actually sort of happen. Yeah. Like we're not Oh, he shit far, on everything. He shit on everything. 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 Yeah. And nobody stopped him. And they still aren't. No. Um but like yeah, I I don't know. I we're way far afield I think. Yeah. But uh, are we west of the field? Oh well, uh, that's yeah. We'll, See what we'll, I did there. Well, See the name of the album. We'll edit that out. Okay. Tom. Yeah, probably a good idea. <laughs> I regret that. Can can we talk a little bit about war is our religion or war yeah. is my religion? Yeah. Uh, tell tell me a little bit about that song and kind of what uh, what brought that one along. Okay. Um, like I said, I heard the Brian Zahn interview um, that you guys did, and he is talking about sinners in the hands of loving God. But I think he had like kind of previewed for the first time that he was writing a book called postcards mm-hmm. from Babylon. Yes. Yep. Um, well, I got sinners in the hands of a loving God immediately after I heard that interview and I read it three times and it, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm going to say that that's the most important book I've ever read. And wow. it's like, it's like, if it wasn't for that book, I'd probably consider myself an atheist at this point. You know what I mean? But it was like weird hearing him talk about Christian nationalism and then about a month later, uh, an artist that I produce was um, opening for a country singer that's had a lot of number ones over the years. And like he usually gets it right when he writes about like the blue collar working man. But he also has a bunch of God and country songs. <laughs> and uh, in the middle of his show, like he goes into this thing, you know, where he's like, hey, support the troops, which is all well and good. We all do. Right. And uh, but he gets to this point where he's like. We are the USA, and if you cross us, we will stomp your ass. We will, you know, and all these people, it was just like throwing red meat to the audience. Yep, yep. And this this dude stands up out of his chair and yells, amen, and he's like bloodshot eyes. And I, 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 I'm I, still picturing him right now. Was it, was it like Toby such, Keith? No. Like, like the Toby <laughs> Keith no, sort but, of thing. Uh, Put a boot in your ass. Wait, was the music, was the music, was the musician Toby Keith or the guy that? <laughs> either one. I feel like either way, I mean. <laughs> 
Maybe Toby was just. You said bloodshot eyes, and he does like his maybe, plot. So. Maybe Toby was just pick, just catching a show that night. <laughs> no, this, this guy, there's there's nothing wrong with his radio. Nothing wrong with his radio. Oh, no, 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 no. No, wrong guy, wrong guy. This guy. Uh, Hold on, we're oh, Googling. Shoot. I don't want to. I don't want to. Okay. This guy believes that if you uh, you got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Uh-huh. Come uh-huh. on, you know this. I don't think you understand how much I hate country music. Oh. <laughs> Aaron Tippin. Yeah. Talk, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, see, so, we said it, not him. <laughs> Nobody's listening to this fucking podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely not. <laughs> Well, after seeing that dude jump out of his chair, I'm like, it was just weird to me that he yelled, amen, you know, yeah. something like that. I'm like, he had a, a spiritual experience because of, you know, all of this. Uh, and I remember getting in the car with my wife driving away from the show that night, and I just had this phrase stuck in my head, war is my religion, war is my religion, and was really bothered by it. I go home, and we go to bed. I wake up at 3 in the morning, and this is going to sound stupid, but it's like, I had all the lyrics for the song in my head. Oh, I got a question about that. It, Keep going. I, I, so I, I left the room and went out to like the couch in our loft and I wrote the whole thing on my phone in like 10 minutes, you know, like I, I felt like I was dictating, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, like somebody, somebody was feeding me the lyrics. Like they were all there. It was the strangest thing. Um, and then, uh, I made a demo of it on July 4th. <laughs> 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 And so that's kind of how the song was. Yeah, that's where that you, came from. Is that why it's? It sounds like it's really influenced by Lee Greenwood. <laughs> it does not sound like it's influenced. <laughs> it's by Lee actually Greenwood. Lee Greenwood at the beginning preaching, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Proud to be an American. Uh, so <laughs> that is my least favorite song in the world. It, it is the worst. Just god awful. And there is an Easter egg on the album somewhere. I'm not going to tell you where, but I had to like give a nod to it for being my least favorite song ever. Oh my gosh! Well, I'm gonna go oh, dig it through the lyrics. I'm gonna have to right. listen well, to that again. That's a that's a good nugget. You just sold some albums, buddy. Um, if you ever want to piss Lee Greenwood off, ask him about um, the song he wrote for uh, Bassmasters. It pisses him off. What? How he wrote a song this? about Bassmasters. My God! One of my friends asked him about it, and he got pissed. One of your friends met Lee Greenwood. Yeah, why not? Good God! All right. Uh, that that when you're talking about that, I, I had a question that I wanted to ask you because I I'm always fascinated when we talk to musicians, like we've talked to a few now, mm-hmm. of like they're a little bit of their process. So do you think I'm just interested to hear your thoughts and if you think I'm full of shit, just tell me you don't want to answer it or whatever. Shit. I am. But like uh <laughs> With your songwriting, lyrics and the music, like the the harmony, the the tune, the beat, whatever, is it is it mystical to you? Like, do you feel like those things, lyrics and music, uh, come from some weird place inside of you? Whether it's just what you were meant to do with your genetic makeup, or whether it's God, or what? Like, is it a mystical thing, or is it literally just hard work? Like, it's just, I'm going to sit down and I have like a figment of an idea and I'm just going to bang this out and, and do trial and error. What's um, your process? I, m- m- sometimes it, okay. Lyrics are the hardest part for me. Um, like I do have to sit and work at those, but, um, I've noticed that if I'm either going for a walk or riding my bike 
or driving a car or sometimes doing dishes. It, I, I don't, there's something mechanical like where it's repetitive and mm-hmm. I, I'm able to sort of shut off and that's when I get inspired. And I usually like, I hear the entire song in my head, you know? And so I'll grab my phone and voice memos. I'm like, okay, it's this kind of snare sound. It's a Les Paul through a Fender twin. It's a, you know, you need to boost 3K on the vocal and distort. I, I'm usually hearing that, you know what I mean? And I'm trying to describe it into my phone so I can remember it later. Yeah. But I usually have like the main idea or the, you know, the main hook and an outline of like your first verse, you need to talk about this. And then you got a course one and your second verse, you need to develop the idea. And then you go into course two. And I, I know that it probably sounds silly, um, but then it's just a matter of like, filling in all the blank lines, you know, lyrically, um, you know, every once in a while though, something like, where's my religion? It was bizarre. It just, all the lyrics were there. And I, I was just like getting them into my phone as fast as I could. Yeah. And that's what fascinates me. Like, so it's really, it it feels like it's a combination Mm -hmm. of both. It it, it sounds like maybe not even mystical is the right word. Maybe it's just a, a matter of presence. Like you said, you know, when you're, you, you're doing things that your, where your mind is basically shut down, you're, you're doing, you're doing dishes, you're riding a bike, you're taking a walk. I mean, those are pretty, you don't really need to think while you're doing those things. Well, and so, so which side of your brain is kind of like the conscious editor and which side is like the more artistic, right? Because it I seems to me like, well, I, I, think think been, I think that's been, I think that's been debunked. I think, it, oh, really? used, I think you use well, both. I also like, think it's a great mythology. I think so, it is too. I yeah. don't well, think it matters. It's weird to me that like I was, you know, basically half awake, half asleep when I got mm-hmm. all those lyrics, you know, and yeah. uh, or if I'm doing something repetitive that allows me to just zone out, that's when it happens. So, yeah, yeah it just it seems like it's a matter of like, a lot of it's a matter of just being present to that, that inspiration or whatever, yeah. that, whatever yeah. that token is. Just, that there's something in. to be about there's something to be said about somebody who has given uh, a lot of their life to music and then being able to um, to have that stream of consciousness and it come out into the verse chorus verse chorus you know bridge. I want to make this sound yeah. I want this effect. yeah, yeah. I want so it. Yeah. so I I think it's it's a little bit of you know you being committed to the art form um, and um, and then also being free by with the, the stream of consciousness piece. I don't know. Does, does that make sense to you? Yeah. And sometimes, you know, whatever your initial idea was, like it sounds great in theory, but then you start recording it and it doesn't work at all. And yeah. you're like, Oh, well let's tweak it. Let's try this, you know, and until you land on something that does feel right. But I think just having that to get started. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then having the time, which I didn't have a whole lot of the last four, that's why it took me so long. But yeah. like just having the time to explore it a little bit and make sure that, like, okay, does this actually sound like the phrase that I'm trying to convey here? You know, like, I mean, I feel like there are all these little sounds flying in and out that are supposed to be like, you know, audio metaphors of what I'm actually saying, you know. And I think sometimes, like, it's fun to be able to experiment with that and get lyrical about your music, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't I don't know if I helped you at all or if I just confounded it even more. But um, no, I mean I I, I yeah I mean it, it makes total sense. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, as you look back over your life, um, I, I guess what, what you were just talking about fascinates me. When you know you say I something like inadvertently just quoted Lee Greenwood. 
Did I? <laughs> Look back on my life. I mean, I, dude, I don't know anything of Lee Greenwood other than that awful song yeah. they play on 4th of July. Anyway, like, or I'm fascinated. Also, also known as Lee Greenwood Payday. <laughs> I'm, I'm fascinated by a pr- the process. One, because I'm just not an inherently creative person. It's just not my personality. Like, if I'm in a group and we're kicking ideas off of each other, I'm really, even in, when I was in ministry, like, I, if I just sat in my office, like, there are there were youth ministers that could come up with idea 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 i'm just was never one of those so i'm i'm fascinated with the process and with like what is behind that like i realized today that like i just can't be an atheist like it's just I, I don't know if it's my wiring or if it's just i don't know what i believe about god but like i realized today that i'm just i was just wired to be mystically inclined to look for something behind the something does that make Are you sense coming back to the heart of worship no i'm not i'm I, i'm absolutely 100 not a christian we can talk about that later if you want um but like i there's something there's an energy or a force or something that i just i'm just always looking for that behind like the the mystery behind the mystery the mystery behind like why did you wake up at two in the morning and have yeah an entire song in your head and you just were able to write it down like what like I, I I understand that like I'm not anti science. I understand that you can you could probably explain that with synapses and mm-hmm. training and whatever. Yeah. But like it doesn't to me change. It doesn't fundamentally to me answer the why. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you feel like in your in looking back in your life that is this this is kind of what you were meant to do? I feel like it's the only thing I've ever been able to do. Like I sucked at everything else in life except this, you know, like, so yeah, I, I guess so. And I, um, it was weird to me whenever I was writing all those lyrics in the middle of the night, it was strange to me that like every verse line was basically like a religious reference that had been perverted by the language of violence. I just started noticing this pattern yep. and then the chorus is just simply wars, my religion, you know, um, you know, I don't know that I get to like take credit for that. Am I supposed to like credit Jesus as a co-writer? And- Jesus was your co-writer. <laughs> Cinema's, you know, point zero 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 two three percent royalties from Spotify or what? Is he- but um, I I don't know, man. I don't I I don't know. I just know I woke up in the middle of the night. It's like get this down, get this down. This is important, you know. Sometimes it's like if it's if an idea is like not that great, it's like it's probably isn't worth reaching over and grabbing my phone for and putting it in there. But that one, I just I knew I had to. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just fascinated by that stuff. Anyway, I. Do you guys have any follow any further questions, or do you want to go to the lightning round? Well, let's let's one more thing. So um, let's let's talk about women. You have a song called "Bad Girls." Oh, I'll do this, song, dude. And I, I, I think so that much. song is especially important in light of the fact that we now we will have a female vice president in the second high, highest office in the land. Yeah. Um, just just talk about that that song a little bit and just kind of where that came from. Sure. Um, I got a buddy named Brent Pierce who um, you know has been involved in Indiana politics for a long time, and he um, worked on Obama's '08 campaign in Iowa. And honestly, he wrote most of that song. And we got we got together one morning, had coffee, and talked rock. We mostly talk about Oasis and stuff like that. He's a big Oasis <laughs> fan. And uh, talk politics and Oasis. And he's like, hey, man, can I send you a demo later? And I was like, dude, I really love this. And I feel like it's so important. 
right now. And this is like before 2018, Yeah, you know, where, you know, but the women's marches were happening and stuff. And I just said, dude, I really like this. Can I just change a few things about it? So it sounds more like my vernacular, but can I please cut the song? Cause I love it. And he's like, <laughs> I would love that. He's like, I'm not going to do anything with it. So go for it. And, um, yeah, I had to put it, I got like a group of like, uh, six ladies together to do all the chanting and stuff. And they were like, after a couple of times going through it, and I'm like, no, you need to scream your guts out. Like you really mean this. Mm -hmm. And after a while they're like, this is turning out to be really cathartic for us. <laughs> so uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> good. Awesome. And, um, I had to put it, um, next to last, the, the last song I really, you know, you ask if there was hope and I, I feel like that last song on the record yeah. porch slide is supposed to try to be a redemptive note, but I feel yeah. like that redemptive note can only happen because of the bad girls, you know, because mm -hmm. they're just going, well, we, we're going to start participating in democracy and we deserve its seat at the table of power. And, um, and it, it means it's, it's not that it didn't mean anything to me before, but after I, we had our daughter, it really yeah. means a lot to me now, you know? Um, yeah. so yeah, that's, that's what it's about. Can I tell you something crazy? Oh God. <laughs> this he's is got, crazy. So he's got that look. no, 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 this is, this is kind of weird, crazy. Uh, so Brent Pierce, um, he, the co-writer of the song we were just talking about. Um, he may not even remember this, but he has actually been in the room that I am in right now. Uh, he came once to our church plant. What? In this house. When, before we were in a, in a building, he came to this house. And uh, he he came and I met him. And I just remember him. I remember his face. And then I was on your Twitter and I saw he, you retweeted something he did. And I'm like, I remember that guy. So he actually came to, he's been in this in this house before. I'm going to ask you about it. I'm Mark. Yeah. So he may not remember it. He probably won't remember it. So it was a he, very unmemorable church yeah. experience. Is he from, <laughs> he, is he from Martinsville? Uh, he might be. I think he went man, to Martinsville he might be, I, Dude, I think his mom still lives there. So yeah, small world. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Hmm. Well, before we go to the light, right. I think, I think what's great about this album overall is that it just, it covers so many, Let's let's go with topics. It covers so many issues and topics that are so at the forefront of the culture right now, and it and it just nails them. I mean, it, it really does. It message wise, you just you, you killed it with this thing. It uh, thanks, man. Every song is on point. the The guitar work is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's musically interesting. It's lyrically interesting. Well, and it's, it's interesting that you've been a producer for so long because now that you said, I'm like, yeah, I can see that in this. It's album. a really well produced it's, album. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Thank you. All right, do we have time for a lightning round? Yeah. All right, what is your beverage of choice? Shinerbach. Shinerbach? Oh, okay. The, the Texas favorite. Yeah. Um, what is the last album you listened to start to finish, not including your own? Uh, I assume. Bruce yeah. Springsteen Magic. Okay. Nice. God, I haven't listened to that album forever. I had when it came out. One, one of you guys posted about Springsteen today. Me. It was okay. me. And I, it's kind of weird because you said we'll talk about Springsteen. And <laughs> I, the thing is, I always really liked him, but Magic's the record that made me a Springsteen fan. And then I went back and listened. To, then oh, I went man. back and listened to Nebraska and Darkness at the Edge of Town, and uh, you know, uh, uh, Born to Run, of course. But, but Magic yeah. was like one of those records. Okay, you know, like we're talking earlier about can music play a part in changing people's minds? I mean that mm -hmm. that 
record to me sounds kind of like the hopelessness of the W era. <laughs> and I, and yeah. I voted for W twice and it's like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it's, I listen to that record and I'm like, Oh man, this like this album encapsulates everything I feel about this time. And I, when I still go back, I still get those feelings when I go back and listen to it. Um, so yeah, maybe, uh, but that, that album kind of made me stop and think, Ooh, like this is not good. And it's, you know, do you remember that lyric, uh, He'll be the last to die for a mistake on that album. <laughs> yep. And it's like, you know, we're talking about a couple thousand people that were you know, soldiers dead because of the Iraq war. And that just seems so quaint now after, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. Um, 250,000 are we up to now? Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the only Springsteen thing that I ever bought was uh, him on Storytellers. I bought the DVD. That's a really good, the, the, yeah. the it's just so good of him just like playing his songs talking about the stories behind it it's so good i watched the uh i watched the clip of him doing jesus was an only son today oh on my piano. god that that's song. yeah that, god. that's that's the whole reason i bought that album yeah was that clip leading up to it you need to read his autobiography if you haven't yet it's, oh I, I so i read the first four chapters and i put it down i need to pick it back up i just don't have time right now yeah. but i i, it's I need th- to, it's I a need thick to... read i mean it's there's a lot there but and it's, it's good. so good yeah it is good yeah what is the favorite movie you've seen in the last year? It doesn't have to have, have come out in the last year, just you have to have watched it in the last year. Oh, man, okay. Um, shoot. I just kind of like, now that I'm married, I just watch whatever my wife wants. You know, like, <laughs> We watched uh, A Muppet Christmas Carol. I'm probably not going to cite that as my favorite movie in the last nah. year. But it was, it was good. Um, I'm, man... I'm sorry, guys. I don't watch a lot of TV. Right, uh, what's your favorite movie of all time, then? Crossroads. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Britney Spears one, though, the right? Ralph, yeah. No, the Ralph Macchio vehicle. <clears throat> the, the one movie he did that wasn't Karate Kid. So, you guys, I'm, I'm sure you've had your fill of, you know, the Enneagram, talking about the Enneagram. And we actually have sick. not done an Enneagram episode oh. ever. No. So oh. that's in, we know what the Enneagram okay. is. We're, yeah. we're well versed in the Enneagram. Um, well, but but being uh, a four wing five, being like a feeler type, I, I have a hard time watching movies because I feel like I'm in them. We started uh, Man in the High Castle the other night, and after one ooh. episode, I'm like, this is awesome. It looks amazing. It's an incredible story. I can't watch this because I feel like I'm in it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is the best sitcom theme song? You can go 80s, you can go what 90s, whatever you're comfortable with. As long as we've got each other. <laughs> um, Which one is that? What was that from? I know that one. <laughs> that I, I'm blanking on oh, the... oh, shoot. Wait, was it Family Ties? Pain? Somebody Google it. No, was it Family Ties? Shit. Oh, that's gonna drive me oh, crazy. Somebody got. I got to Google it. I know that's working on it. I know that song. It's growing pains. Just, is it? Oh, yeah, it is growing pains. pains. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Mikey Seaves. <laughs> yeah, and Boner. <laughs> Good old. I want to say the, the best theme song of all time is probably Cheers. I don't know that. Ooh. Yeah, that's a pretty good one, man. Yeah. All right. By the way, fun fact about uh, about Growing Pains. Uh, Kirk Cameron got his girlfriend of the show kicked off there because she posted for Playboy. Ah, wow. Yeah, yep. yeah. He's a he's he's a good person. Yeah. Tom, how do you feel about the the multiverse? <clears throat> I feel so many different ways about them. They're all possible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel all the feelings. 
Nice. Uh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> so. Do you guys? Oh man, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm derailing your lightning round question. No, it's, no, it's no, fine. No, no. It's Nobody, fine. it's totally but, fine. Nobody gets. This is the guys, purpose. Yeah. This this might be a little woo. I, I hope it didn't freak you out. But have you heard of this guy, Doctor Joe Dispenza? He wrote a book called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Huh. Oh God, blew my mind. I read it over the the summer, and it's all about quantum physics and like what the universe is actually made out of, and you yeah. know how. Uh, what role consciousness plays in oh, you know awesome. determining somebody's outside reality, and uh, that anything is possible if you think it, you know, and then if you think it fervently enough, you can actually manifest it. And I I know it sounds woo, but like it's he goes in all the science about like these the observer effect, mm-hmm. you know how they're seeing energy appear either as a wave or as a particle, and it would show it. up. Depending on where they thought it should, you know, like, well, yeah. I think it should be over in this quadrant. Well, there it is. Well, yeah. I think it should be over here. Well, there it is. Yeah. So, absolutely. <laughs> um, Jim Jim Carrey. There's an interview with him on the Graham Norton show where he um, he taught he talked he said I manifested my career, and he he gives a couple examples of him doing that, and it literally came to be. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's. I, there's something to it. Yeah, I'm not going to go with that a bit. I, I do, but but I'm not going to I'm not going to write it off either because he was yeah. also massively fucking talented. One of well, the there, best I mean, there is that, and but actors of all time. It, nothing well, on Brad's dream board has come true. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking got COVID, so no. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's let's uh, where tell us a little bit about uh, where we can find you online. Um, where can people find all the words and all the songs? Um, Tom which my name is T H O M D A U G H E R T Y.com. Um, all the lyrics, there's a lyrics page. Um, there should be links to find it, whether you want to listen on Spotify or Amazon or, or YouTube, even. You know, if you don't subscribe to either one of those, I guess Tom would be the one stop shop. Sweet. And we'll post that link in, I, our, in our show notes. Just real as well. quick, I always wanted to be in the liner notes of somebody's CD. If you would have had a CD, would we have been in your liner notes? No. Well, if I, I don't know that I'm going to do CDs, but I might do vinyl. Do you want to thank you in the vinyl? Or, yeah, we want to thank you in the vinyl. All right, it would, it would fulfill a lifelong dream. You know, here, so in, in March, I kind of hope to start writing the follow up. So, what we need to do is you guys need, like, the three of you need to come do gang vocals on a song or something. Oh, oh, oh my yeah. God. That'd be fun. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Let's I mean, manifest it. We're up. <laughs> Let's manifest it. Yes. One, one quick question about when you were with the Elms, I always heard a rumor you guys opened for Bob Dylan. Did that happen? No. Okay. But, uh, I don't know why. I always heard that this weird. rumor. No, I, that's you a very opened, specific. No, Did no, you open for we, Frampton? We opened for Frampton for like 40 shows or something. Did you get to but, use his talk box? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> The weird thing about the Bob Dylan thing, though, is like I was just telling somebody today that my dad called me one day. He's like, I know what you guys need to do. You need to open for Bob Dylan. And I'm like, Dad, that's a brilliant idea. Like, that's that's Get all we need. Yeah, we, we should figure that out and open for Bob Dylan. That would probably change some things. So <laughs> uh, I'm just – did you – I didn't tell you guys that, though. No, I mean, no. this was from like – I mean, when that I was in like early youth it? ministry. So this was like mid – See, I knew about early Frampton. It might have been early to mid two thousands. I remember somebody saying, "Oh yeah, did you hear the Elms open for Bob Dylan?" And I'm like, "Oh, that or like you had a few dates with him or something." I'm like, "Oh, that's really cool." Like we did do Farm Aid. 
and uh, we got on stage with Willie Nelson at the end of the night and sang Will the Circle Be Unbroken. And that's oh, a record that shit. my dad oh, had cut my teeth on. So I had to like call him at the end as soon as we got off stage and go, Tom, you'll never believe what I just did. Did you did you smoke weed with Willie? No, I didn't. <laughs> like, because I hear you don't thing. want to do that. I heard his herb is top shelf. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's like, I, I wish it was legal in Indiana. I got no problem yeah, with it, except yeah, I'm still same. kind of a rule follower. And, I've got, uh, an, yeah, I've got an edible. Way. I have an edible in me right now. So, <laughs> just FYI. So this interview is going to go to hell pretty soon. Just FYI. Hopefully, hopefully the police it, don't know that we record every Tuesday it night. It hasn't kicked in yet. But it's great. I have a feeling when it does, it's going to get ugly. Can't wait till the drug sniffing dogs come. <laughs> Curtis Hill uh, shows up at your front door. Yeah, yeah. Curtis Hill. <laughs> Oh God, Tom! Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate uh, what you're doing. And, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, let's let's do this again sometime. Yeah, right here together. Singing gang vocals on my album. We're, Dude, we're I'll in. totally do that. Yep, we're, we're here for right. it. And we need yep. to go get some beers once COVID's done. Absolutely, yes, so. absolutely. Yeah, cool. Thanks, thank you, man. Guys. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Thank you. They came from the coast of Holy School Under hot fire sun Ernesto and Amada And a daughter still to come Paid a man to drive them far away From the land they called their home And dropped them off in Indiana To build the life they had never known Now Westfield is a city Full of people filled with hope The sun shines daily brighter On their neighborhoods and roads They put a model on the schedule Wiping trays and folding towels And Ernesto framing mansions Off the books for ten an hour But it's calm tonight in Westfield As its people are lying down Someone served their meal And another built their house The scene from the invisible Life rising from the dust Cause someone toils tonight in Westfield Who will never be one of us God, that song is so good. So that's the title track of Tom's yeah. uh, album. Man, it is. God, just fucking download the album and just listen to it on repeat. Yep, so absolutely. Um, any other ones you wanted to show a little clip of? Uh, school, uh, Schoolhouse. Well, we did that one last week. Did we? I want to do uh, Burn um, It All Down. Yeah.
Bad girls, since we talked about All that. Right, bad girls. <clears throat> this is a fist. This is a fist pumper. So good. Yeah. We got to get to the chorus on this. Listening to this today on the way home, and I'm on the interstate, and I'm going, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Yeah, so in, in we will say our our audio on the podcast version it does not do it justice. No, it doesn't. Uh, so go it. listen to it on Spotify. It's buy a, it, whatever it's, you want to do. Sounds, it'll sound a lot better. Yeah. Um, yeah, download it, buy it, um, you know, do yeah. all the things. Yep. Uh, just here's here's a pro tip I learned from uh, that that one guy that with the with all the songs the weird songs, um, you just put a, the f- put the album on repeat as you go to bed and just turn oh, the volume nice. all the way down get those those numbers up. That's a good idea. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote a song about it. You remember that 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 one guy I was into for a while? The, the weird the, guy yeah. that always talked about fucking people. Yeah, that <laughs> one. That guy. He wrote a song about about uh, about. <laughs> getting his his plays up like that <laughs> had a big playlist he created just to get his, his listens up anyway anyway uh let's go now that in your scene, you can tell us what you the five stars get red. i knew i was forgetting something well, we're in episode two weeks so to us, <laughs> Joe Grassley's got COVID. Let's, let's hope nature runs its course here. Let's hope he's had lunch with with uh, McConnell or something. <laughs> Sorry, uh, feedback and Graham both. Maybe they got together for a brunch or something. Talk about how to destroy the country. Yeah, no five stars. Mm. Really? Yeah, thought we had one. Nope. I don't even well, fucking know. Fuck. Your dedication to the podcast is admirable. You know, fuck you. Uh, Sweet Debbie at Swashbuckle. Oh, God, never mind. Sweet Debbie. Quote, sisters, burn it to the ground. We're here for it. Unquote. At Pastor's Podcast. Yeah. I think I said that whenever, what, fucking month ago or whatever. Who fucking cares? Um, whenever we were on here last doing this shit. Uh, I got a, this was a tweet. It's not going to really translate super well, but Brandon Andrus tweeted oh. to us a picture of the shirt he had oh, made for the so distracted good, man. Oh, it says man. Branson Andreas. Oh. God, I'm so sad. I'm so sad we missed out on all yeah. that. So sad. Of all the episodes to miss, that one. Oh, oh. man. So... 
so so bad. Yeah. Um, uh, National treasure at Dave the Explorer. Hey Dave, thanks for checking on us at MJ Basinger. Loving loving real Donald Trump from a distance in Pastors Podcast episode two thirty with Ariel Astoria. A great interview, by the way. Yes, <laughs> he's got a picture of. Some guy with a huge arm petting somebody's head. <laughs> Pretty solid tweet. Not gonna lie. Hope somebody's uh, watching that in their 4K. My hand. Uh, fuck. Where'd it go? Um. Yeah, that's it. All right. <laughs> All right. Hashtags. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll do hashtags. We paid close attention and we wrote them all down. Now it's time to decide our hashtag. Hashtags. Hashtag. Didn't handle snakes or drink strychnine. <laughs> hashtag That's honorable. Hashtag honorable what's her nugget. <laughs> hashtag I read Ann Coulter books. Ugh. Hashtag the song he wrote for Bass Mas- Bass Masters. <laughs> and it wasn't. I was wrong about Bass Masters. He uh, wrote it for Bass. B A S S. Stands for something I don't remember. Hashtag what. Jesus was your co-writer. <laughs> Hashtag Reverend Big Fish. Jesus really did take the wheel. <laughs> Hashtag Mammal Zero. Yep. That's so fucking good. That's so good. That's up there for me with my patron saint of charcuterie. Yeah. Uh, Hashtag gave COVID to the bat. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag, I'm going to need a map. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Hashtag, lost his blood belt to the beast. (laughs) That's going to be one of those, when I listen back tomorrow, I'm going to have forgotten about it. And it's going to land really (laughs) really under the radar. Michael didn't even hear it. I don't even know what you're talking about. (laughs) You said it was some... Some shit you were reading. He said gassed on somebody. And I said he lost his beloved bell to the piece. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hashtag salty and meat flavored. Hashtag newsfeed blue balls. Yeah. <laughs> Blow a hole in the back of the head. <laughs> Oh, oh, Brad's Matt's COVID's acting up. Oh, oh, blow all in the back of the head of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, I got hashtag good old boner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Reverend Big Fish. <laughs> mammal Zero. Are you in the big? I think fish it has to be mammal. It's got to be mammal zero. Uh, hashtag Gary Busey woo. Hashtag Matt nailed Jesus. Hashtag I'm gonna need a map Hashtag racing Homer Mary did you know Your baby boy Will one day be nailed by Matt Did you know The only beer with liver spots (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag net for your cum (laughs) Hashtag hair humidor. 
Okay, I forgot about that one. <laughs> Hashtag salty and meat flavored. <laughs> Hashtag Chivas Christ. Chivas. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> oh my god. Hashtag blow a hole in the back of this pod head of this podcast. Hashtag no fingers all thorns. All toms. No fingers all toms. Oh god. Jesus Christ. You got any more? Okay, I've got hashtag gonna need a mat a map. Sorry, <laughs> hashtag NASCAR for China. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag incumbent. <laughs> hashtag net for your cum. <laughs> hashtag and this is definitely the name. This is the brand name. Cum nets. <laughs> That's gotta be up there with uh, what was the other cum one? Cum nets. Fuck yeah. Jizz muzzle. Jizz muzzle. Jizz muzzle and cum nets. Yes. Cum nets. Com. That's going to be our legacy. Yes. <laughs> cum nets. Brought to you by Jizz muzzle. By Jizz muzzle. Uh, uh, it's our subsidiary. Yeah. <laughs> That's the uh, Equate brand of Jizz muzzle. Cum nets. <laughs> oh. Uh, hair humidor and Brad's used panties. It's got to be Mammal Zero. It's right? got to be either Mammal Zero or Jesus Christ. I think it's Mammal Zero, man. I think man. it's got to be Cumnets, man. No, Jesus it's not. Christ. It's got to be Mammal Zero. That's my vote. Mammal. I don't even remember what that was about. Brandon. Andrus said he gave it to the bat. He was Mammal, Mammal Zero. Zero. Gotcha. It's Mammal Zero. I think All it's right. got to be Mammal Zero. Okay. <laughs> You listen to this episode in its entirety. Hit us up off on the social media with the hashtag hashtag mammal zero. Check out Tom Doherty's album. Uh, we're gonna have a link in the show notes that will uh, oh click on the listen. Tom area. T-H-O-M. Yeah, click just go to the show notes. Uh, yeah. if you click on the one that says listen uh, to the album listen to Westfield, it'll take you to any any kind of music device that you use or app or I don't know. It'll spit out a cassette for you. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, this is good. I'm glad we got to do this again. Yeah. Glad we're all not dead. <laughs> yeah, there's that. I'm Chris Hansen. No, you're not. Is it? No, you're not. Is it? Your kids are probably saying to yourselves, hey, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get the world by the tail and wrap it around and pull it down and put it in my pocket. I love sausage. <laughs> <laughs> Little dick. So tiny. I ain't gonna smell it if that's what you want. Where the guy who's the bottom is on the top. Right. The guy who's on the top is on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Hope you're about to change your clothes. Because your eyes are about to piss tears. <laughs> Bye.